You are listening to the Savage Fincast, episode 37. Just roll with it. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in his terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is the Savage Fincast, the show that knows that dress is blue and black. I am Jim Purcell. I'm Craig Olson. I'm Raven Perez. Do either of you know anything about what I'm talking about? Yes, Unfortunately. but... <laughs> going to date this episode, I'm sure. I know, in two weeks, nobody's going to know what the hell we're talking about. You could have said something about Spock dying. <laughs> and, and you went with the dress. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we just went over both. There you go. There you Man. go. That was a kick in the nuts. That was almost as bad as Robin Williams last year. I, I cried. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, it's so sudden, too. And that's the worst part is these guys are all getting old. And one of these days, they're all going to be gone. And fuck. Well, how old was he? In his 80s? He was in his, he was his 80s. 80s. I mean, he, he was pushing it. But, you you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're successful and rich, you kind of assume the medical treatment's better and you live longer. But it's not always the case. 83 is pretty good, though. Yeah, I don't know. I had, I guess I had longer living grandparents, so I kind of assume people live in their 90s more often than not, but it's just not oh. true, I suppose. You think you think he really has that much money? Like, what, or had that much boy? money? Jesus, yeah. he's... I bet he was doing pretty well. I mean... Oh, yeah. The residuals off of all that old Star Trek stuff? I guess, but and, I don't know. I mean, how much did he make when, when it was like... Around, he you know, could, he, he could really... sell some fake ear tips and be a million. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Well, no, yeah, I'm I... sure Paramount gets that, but <laughs> but but as a as a celebrity, I'm sure he was doing pretty well. Yeah, I would imagine. Still, though, it's just right. It's it's tough to just see your your icons start start disappearing. Well, you gotta you wonder know, who's next. Harrison Ford. Is. The rule of threes. In. Harrison Ford's ruining all his movies on the way out. Yeah. <laughs> on the way out, you say? <laughs> How about Indiana Jones 6 for the go? Yeah, let's wreck that one. Let's wreck Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Star Wars is next. No, that... Mm. I don't know. I got some hope about the new Blade Runner. Blade Runner 2 could be good. I mean, it depends what Ridley <laughs> Scott shows up. I just, uh, did you like Prometheus? I, I did. Eh, it was, I thought it was okay. You didn't. You didn't see it, Raven. I know. I liked it. Yeah. I liked it too. A lot of people really don't. I, I think I liked it more the fact that it was just another like sci-fi movie in yeah. the theater. Like that kind of gets well, me that, going. Well, that's also true. Enough. <laughs> it's, it's an R. It was an R-rated sci-fi movie in a in a in a landscape where you don't see those anymore. So mm-hmm. you kind of want to like it for that reason. I mean, I liked it because it's a very nihilistic film. Hmm. But uh. I don't know. A lot of people don't like it because it has some "quote unquote" stupid moments. Really, what does what doesn't though? Yeah, that's true. Anyway, getting a little <laughs> off track. 
Uh, we should probably get into Eric Larson news because later on we've got we got a big dis- we got the new uh, the new um, what are we calling it there, Craig? Interesting conversation segment. And we got a lot of <laughs> pretty good name, and we got a lot of we got a lot of uh, responses for it. So uh, we're going to spend a little bit of time on the on the on the first one. So uh, we'll get right into the news. Uh, our first bit of news is that the Cartoon Museum in San Francisco will be featuring art of Eric Larson. Um, the Cartoon Museum presents Savage Dragon, the art of Eric Larson, celebrating the 200th issue of the celebrated image comic in a retrospective, uh, which has been going on since February 7th and will continue until May 31st of 2015. Uh, the ex- the ex- yeah, the expedi- expedition, the exhibition <laughs> features more than forty pieces personally selected by Eric uh, from his archives, highlighting major events of the life of his title character over the past two decades, as well as formal experiments and some of art, some of Eric's uh, favorite pieces. For more details, go to cartoonart.org. And I just I would unfortunate. L- I'll never get to go. I would love to have been a fly on a wall. Would have been great to go. Yeah, he, they just had the reception a couple of days ago from this recording, or, or a day ago, I think it was. And uh, Josh, uh, Josh uh, Icorn was there, or cool. Acorn, or however you say his name, Icorn, I think. There's <laughs> uh, a couple of people there that that uh, you know had kind of uh, pros there and stuff like that. Word on the street time. is that the museum did do recording both video and audio and it should be available on their website. That would be awesome. Of his guided tour. Did you guys see some of the pictures of uh, the exhibit? I have not. Were I they did. on Facebook? Yeah, they're on, yes. uh, I think Eric put it on his page or someone put it on the Savage Dragon fan page. It was really mm-hmm. cool. It was a lot of pages I didn't expect. There was some early pages of like, like Eric's personal collection that he drew of, uh, Superman and the old Paul Dragon, Savage Dragon, that he... Uh, yeah, old he, tiny fan. Yeah, like stuff he did as a kid. I, and thought then, I guess it's one of the few pieces that you know survived the fire. Yeah, I don't know. Actually, if I'm, not, I'm not sure what the status of the Paul, old Paul Dragon stuff, if that was lost in the fire or if that was after. No, it's I think a- he said most of it. He had like, didn't he, Raven, or I don't know if you remember. I remember talking about it on the forums and like he had like a hundred comics that he made by like stapling eight and a half by 11 pieces yeah, but that, of paper was, that was early early stuff and lost still, all that yeah when he was still like a preteen and a teen oh you're talking about like kind of like the megaton stuff yeah the, yeah it's megaton stuff i'm not sure the status of that stuff it, so he must the still quality have the quality of this paul dragon superman picture it looks more recent it doesn't look like something he would have lost in the fire or whatever right I, i'm thinking that it's megaton era yeah, but he lost all his stuff in the fire when he was working at Marvel. Oh. That was during the Marvel era? Yeah, like a lot of those uh, Spider-Man, like the, I think it was regular, either the regular Spider-Man or some oh, of the so Amazing Spider-Man stuff. Oh, so he lost pages of Spider-Man work. Yeah, yeah, huh. yeah. So he did. In my mind, the fire took place earlier. Before no. his career took off, yeah. No, I, was I, when... I was pretty sure it was during his career. So I'm yeah, he, sure. He was already big on Spider-Man. Oh, okay. Jeez, you guys are blowing my mind here. The timeline, <laughs> timeline is convoluted. <laughs> you skewed things a little. I was like, "Whoa, what?" No, that's cool. I mean, uh, I got to get on Facebook see what what what's up. Yeah, yeah. 
Definitely. Yeah, it, it looks really cool. Like I said, and he put like a lot of those double pages from from uh, the recent issues that he the twice up kind yep. of stuff. One ninety eight or nine. Yeah. It just it looks amazing. All those car doors. Yeah, yeah. You can even tell. Like it's funny because I mean I know it's not as good as actually seeing it, but I'm saying just seeing it like framed and in a wall, like you, I don't know. It kind of adds to the scale. It's awesome. You should oh. definitely check it out. Speaking of, this kind of ties into our uh, episode where we interviewed uh, Josh Eichhorn. There was a photo that he posted on Facebook or someone posted and Josh commented. He's like, this uh, this piece holds some significance or something like that. And it was wow. him and Eric <laughs> posing next to Savage Dragon number one cover. And then like a <laughs> couple of people like kind of commented drool or something like that in there. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, he says it's still on there. <laughs> <laughs> like if ever like Josh is like destroyed and they want to rebuild an island full of him, they can clone him from, from his that. DNA off of the Savage Dragon number one page. Dinosaurs. <laughs> That's it. Oh, awesome. Uh, I wish I could go. I hope that uh, people check out the website and, you know, see that guided tour. We'll be sure to pimp it on dragonfan.net as soon as that is actually posted. Oh, yeah. Get out there if you can. Right. Right. Um, the other news that we have, two quick smaller items, uh, but still awesome, is uh, there's new Savage Dragon t-shirts available for sale. Eric added four new t-shirt designs to his official online store. You can check it out at screened.com slash Eric Larson. That's screened, S-K-R-E-E-N-E-D dot com slash Eric Larson. That's Eric with a K, guys. Get it right. But those shirt designs look awesome. Uh I mean, there's even been, like, some fans, you know, putting up pictures of, like, themselves actually wearing them. It's yeah. fantastic. It's yeah. good. Well, and, and they're much – remember his old designs, which I'm not a fan of, like, the ones that are just, like, a big block square. Kind of like he would just put the covers on. Like, he didn't really put much effort onto it. But these are kind of, like, circular and, like, the kind of the characters kind of stick out of the the design. It's not just, like, a square block, you know. It's good. It's got a way better look than what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other piece of news trekking right along, uh, is there was a new cover release, Savage Dragon 205, which has got our man Malcolm going to the prom. Yeah, it's a cool cover. I like the way, you know, the pose is on that. He's kind of just jumping on that mutant guy, Malcolm is. <laughs> it's a neat looking pose. Does it look like Dance Off? Dance Off? No. Like, <laughs> Like the way that guy's feet are, the yeah, way he's on his yeah. tippy toes. It's just, it's oh, got he's like just a... kind of doing the uh, the uh, shit, Kevin Bacon, uh, footloose. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Everybody cut, everybody cut. It's cool though. The colors are cool. It's kind of like a like that muted pink, like the flat colors. It's like a salmon. Yeah, yeah, I like it. You think you think it's uh, Maxine's uh, date? Oh no. <laughs> I don't know about that. I gave up guessing. Every time I guess to something, like it, it never, I never guess it right. I mean, he looks pretty you, well dressed. He must be have, be invited. <laughs> you didn't guess that there'd be a foursome following two threesomes. <laughs> two so issues predict- later. No. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it's a cool cover. Well, um, interesting to know about this cover is that it, it's colored by Eric, which uh, I think he commented he hadn't colored in a while. Right. 
looks good. His his big six style is typically like flats, and uh, I don't know. I like it. It's a cool look. It's, it's got, uh, it's got a be an palette. It's got like uh, I guess that salmon. Yeah, yeah. I I'm a it fan. Pink. Of... I'm adult. Lots and lots of salmon. <laughs> Salmon's pink. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm a fan of all this uh, high school stuff. You know, we're never gonna get it back. So it's yeah, cool well, to see it, Malcolm at the prom with a prom cover. You know, it means your time's ending quickly. Well, speaking yeah. of which, uh, remember actually, have we talked about the updated legacy cover? I don't think we have. Ooh, no, that's no, a great no. point. Yeah, Jim, bring it home. Additional news article. Yeah, just um, um, apparently Eric decided to change his cover for the Eric uh, Savage Dragon Legacy uh, free comic book day one shot. Um, initially, it had the uh, old Savage Dragon logo with uh, Malcolm in the foreground as a cop with his dad superimposed on the back when he was in his prime. And I thought it was a really badass cover, except for the fact that the legacy text t- caused tangents all over the place. <laughs> but uh, he, Eric decided to change it, and now it's just Malcolm kind of winking at the camera while, like, flexing. And all, but <laughs> you don't like it? it I, I don't care for it, the new one, the new art. But you don't like it? I don't. I like it. I think really? it's boring as hell. Really? Uh, non-dynamic. You like the old one better? Yeah, I do. Most I like the old one, but I like the new one. I like the new logo. I think the new logo is way better. Well, that's the thing. The, the, the new cover introduces an updated new logo. Basically, the, the Letterman college font has been, like, reduced down to uh, more block letters. Well, it looks like it merged with the old logo. It's kind of like a merging of the old logo and the new logo, if you look at it. Is it? I don't know if I got that impression. You might be right. Look at look at the, the way the letters are shaped. It looks like the old, the old Savage Dragon, kind of. Oh, yeah, I see where you're coming from. I hadn't noticed. Good, good observation. Oh, oh, savage! Oh, you're right. It's the same, similar font to the Savage and Savage, the old Savage Dragon logo. Yeah. I did not catch that. You are correct, sir. You clever devil. I try. I try. <laughs> clever girl. <laughs> so yeah, but this is Jurassic Park theme going on here. I don't know. <laughs> but the uh, the point is that the new updated logo on the updated cover is not present on this latest issue, presumably because he's still in high school. And once he graduates from high school, the logo will change permanently. I think once he becomes a cop. Yeah. He has said that legacy is a bit out of sequence. Yeah. And I still haven't quite gotten clear if he's going to turn legacy into a regular issue in the future, or if it's just going to fit in somewhere. He did say that on Facebook. That it's going to be... It's going to be a regular issue. Yeah, and that's and that's kind of like how he's thing. always done it. Yeah, well, I mean that's how he has done it in the past, and I mean it would have been kind of nice to like get an extra issue and you know call it an annual. Right. But uh, I think it's hard for him though to keep I th- up. You know? I think it. I think it makes the most sense to. It, it gives him a month of. What it does is gives him a month of breathing room. Right. To get ahead when you think about he it. He doesn't need breathing room. Well, he's gonna be behind because he's doing gonna, this issue. Right. 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 Um, I think behind what, honestly I or think eleven what, issues. I don't know. I think what would have been better <laughs> is that have this just take the slot of a regular issue, but not reprint it as a regular issue. Like during the month of mm-hmm. uh, uh, free comic, comic book days in May, right? Mm-hmm. Have it be the May issue. Yeah, but I think that's where you were saying like it kind of it's out of sync because he's not quite ready to like 
tell to finish up his high school story, but right. at the same time, he well, wants to introduce new readers to yeah what's going to happen. You know, the next big event for right. For Malcolm that's got to be tricky to to do a an issue that's in the future without spoiling the current you know stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, but I don't think he's going to be that far off. You know, I think he probably has it planned out enough. It's yeah. probably only going to be like one or two issues off or something like that. I could be wrong, but. If they're doing, if he's already got the prom kind of issue solicited, you know, I, I can't. Yeah, I, I think, however it works, I don't think it's going to, like, jack stuff up too bad or anything. I mean, I think it'll be all right. Oh, uh, yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll work then. <laughs> I'm just saying that, you know, instead of reprinting it as a regular issue, like he's done, like we did with the Daredevil issue. Way just back. make it come out like just have it come out and then in the trade you know put it in the proper sequence yeah you, yeah. you know what's funny is looking at the old cover right so you got malcolm in the foreground and you got uh, dragon in the background yeah but what's funny is that i've been reading some of these new uh a lot of people jumped on with 200 which is awesome yeah i don't know that everybody necessarily gets that malcolm is not his dad Right, because I, really? I I read a few that was like dragon slept with his sister, and I was like, well, uh, not exactly. But uh, it's funny because it was like, imagine like you're somebody that doesn't know Malcolm's different than his dad, right? And you're looking at the cover to the like Dragon Legacy. It's kind of like one of those like glamour shots people used to take <laughs> the seventies like, like shots where you're like, <laughs> I don't know, exactly. it works better with the the big dragon in the background, kind of like a ghost, like you know, being his legacy. And then, you know, you see their different skin tones and it makes it more obvious that they're two different people. Yeah. And also there's a bunch of uh, ugly monsters. I, I liked both covers. I think the newer cover grabs you more because he's kind of looking at you. Point, you, I don't know. Like it's, you want to you make that new cover more awesome. The minute you look at it, just in your mind, imagine him being like, Hey, you, this yeah. is going in. you." Yeah, but I, I get that. Ugh, is he going to rape me? <laughs> this is my rape face. <laughs> this fist and your ass. <laughs> Evil doer. You got to make it about justice. <laughs> what kind of justice are you into? <laughs> Chicago PD style. <laughs> You're going to be able to crap the bean when I'm done with you. <laughs> Oh my god, good good with the covers. Good with Legacy. I totally had forgotten the Legacy cover. It's been a minute. Yeah, It has yeah. been a minute. We're running a bit late. I've... We're going to make up for it, though. This is going to be the best episode ever, right? right? Oh, right? yeah. I can already tell. <laughs> Two Jurassic Park references, multiple mispronunciation of Acorn's name. And rape jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're really hitting the... Sinking it from half court. <laughs> shall we interestingly conversate yes let's go to our new segment we're we're ditching the trivia for trivia for a while and we're, we're gonna have this new segment um called finteresting conversation we started it Not last episode finterest which is our our app where you post pictures of savage dragon <laughs> <laughs> and weight loss tips damn you just let that out of the bag that was in you know we're still in production there and our idea is going to be stolen. But, uh, yeah, so uh, interesting conversation. This is the segment where we pose a selected listener question to the group, and we have a roundtable discussion about it. 
you can send in your questions and opinions to savagefincast at gmail.com and everyone who submits their opinion uh, either about last week's question that we posed or submits a new question or both will be entered into a drawing to win a limited edition Malcolm, Malcolm Dragon t-shirt designed by our boy here, Raven. Woohoo! Who apparently has uh, some modicum of artistic skill. <laughs> it is pretty yeah. badass. I've seen him. I haven't seen him in person yet. I, I intend to get my hands on one as soon as Raven tells me how. But I've well, seen. We'll we've seen the the graphic, and uh, we have it on uh, DragonFan.net, and it's it's really really neat. It's gonna and get you some play this shirt. There you go. <laughs> is that for real? Really? Yeah, it oh, right. totally works. Yeah, nice. Um, so last week's question, uh, which I started off by posing because it was our first uh, first time we did the segment, was who is your least favorite Savage Dragon supporting character of all time? I need to amend mine. Oh wait, come on! <laughs> I actually just realized who I find more boring than Hercules. Who's that? Uh, Daredevil. Really? Yeah, I'm not a super <laughs> fan of Daredevil. He's kind of a. I, I think he plays that role though. Like, yeah. 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 I can. I can see that. But I, he's. He looks cool at least. Yeah. Cooler than Hercules. And just to remind the listeners, Raven and I both said Jennifer, which is the real correct answer. Which is the. Easy <laughs> I'm just <answer>. kidding. <laughs> For those who don't understand the subtle nuances of Jennifer as a complex <laughs> and 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 an emotive woman. Who could not be described with a single word, bitchy. <laughs> So let's go through some of the um, our listener responses. Uh, John Panozzi wrote in. He said, interesting that you guys didn't think much of Jennifer. I really haven't read the issues with her, so I don't have much of an opinion on her. To be frank, I think Maxine is coming off as kind of weird, initiating and then taping the threesome with Malcolm and Angel. And since Tiara has broken up with both Malcolm and Frank Jr., I think she may be a rather fickle person. Which I don't necessarily disagree with, but I don't think that just because someone's kind of a fickle person or weird makes them kind of an uninteresting character. Well, I think it's an interesting take because we were kind of going towards boring or just kind of a yeah, right. where he's going more that these people may not be good people. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the question was who's your least favorite supporting character? Right. Was, who's the the dullest? Which yeah, is Jennifer. So. <laughs> So there you go. I, I kind of think those people, like, like especially back in the day, remember um, uh, Rapture. She was just kind of like a real bitchy, kind of always worried about dragging other cheating kind, on her. The but, other kind but, of bitchy. Yeah, but I think <laughs> that uh, she, that made it a real interesting character and kind of a fun person to read about, you know. And, and See, I kind of found I kind of found Rapture's jealous streak to be more, I don't know, grating sometimes because I'm not a jealous person, so I find people that are overtly jealous kind of obnoxious yeah mm. well i did find it obnoxious but it was always cool to be like you know which other superhero chick is she gonna punch out this time or right. whatever you know so anyway let's keep it moving will poe will poe said uh i want to dispute the fact that jennifer is boring yes will poe high fives <laughs> but quite frankly i'm having a hard time coming up with a good point to counter this argument <laughs> high five on your other hand yeah. Poe. I guess that says something, huh? Despite this fact, I still like her. Maybe because I feel like she's Dragon's Gwen Stacy, who was my boyhood comic crush. Coincidentally, I've met a few people who also thought Gwen was boring, so I guess she has that going for her. 
<laughs> as far as a main cast member, I don't like. I've never been particularly fond of Malcolm until recently. I think it was mostly because I knew at some point he was going to take over the book. So to me, it represented the end of Dragon's Era, which I wasn't really ready for. It was during Dragon's trial that he finally started winning me over. I think the switch finally flipped for me when he knocked out Mako. Gotta respect that. Since then, I've come to really dig his character, and I'm excited for the future with Malcolm as the lead. Oh, I can agree yeah. with that. R- really, totally isn't Debbie saying. Harris the Gwen Stacy? You know... Ah, there you go. Yeah, actually, good point. Debbie, for the people that might not 100% know, is a door-answering chick. Gets and, one in the computer. And then... On the other hand, you can say, Raptor isn't Gwen Stacy Debbie ha- Harris? Because now Gwen Stacy's like an alternate reality has come back like oh, Debbie Harris point. did first. Oh, yeah, that, that whole Spider-Gwen thing. That's actually pretty awesome how that spun out and became a big to, big to-do. But before that, Debbie Harris came back from another alternate dimension. So there you go. Once again, Set Marvel Cribs ideas. There you go. Tisk tisk. Uh, last comment was from uh, Andrew D'Entremont. He said, regarding your question from the last FinCast, who is your least favorite character? I would have to agree with the three of you. I didn't hate Jennifer, but she was definitely my least favorite character. He said agree with the three his, of us. His, clearly his, his hate has, has blinded him to... <laughs> she had no- everyone, everyone opens their mouth just says Jennifer to him. <laughs> He goes on to say she had no personality and had zero chemistry with Dragon. I think part of the problem was that Eric might have been trying a bit too hard to bring all the elements from the comics he drew as a kid into Savage Dragon. I think things worked best when he worked with his new creations. Co-signed. Yeah. Screw Jennifer. <laughs> Glad she died in such a horrible fashion. Jim's so happy. Well, actually, this, she this didn't die in a horrible too. fashion. She died in a really offhand, off-panel fashion. When you think about it. Yeah, so it... Literally it, discarded. Par for the course. <laughs> a, a horrible way to end the character and a horrible character. Period. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still hoping we get a flashback to her death. That was yeah. really... That still weirds me out to this day that what, it just kind of... Alternate angel shot her and then buried her underneath a, a warehouse. Yeah, and it all happened... She was. Off, and it all happened off panel. Yeah. Like, it makes me think that... <laughs> That there's something more to that still. There isn't. There could. That's what's crazy. You, oh wait, well there was a grave. Remember? Yeah, they, they dug her <laughs> oh, up yeah. and buried her. And I forgot. <laughs> this is comic books. <laughs> Anyone can come back as a radioactive monster at any time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm waiting for Uncle Ben to come back. I mean, fuck, we got Gwen. Alternate. <laughs> what about Spider Ben? Let's do it. I'm sure it's already been done. It's probably been done. And he's I mean, teaming up with Spider-Ham right now. Well, dur- during the... Uh, I, I haven't been reading it, but during Spider-Verse, there was an alternate universe where Aunt May was the Spider-Person. Oh, awesome. Oh, God. Spider-Ma'am. Ugh. Oh, it's actually serious? radical as hell. Actually, Spider-Verse apparently has been pretty good if you like alternate reality versions of characters. Ugh. I mean, I do, but damn it. <laughs> I do for five minutes, and then I'm like, "What?" It brought the the the, the Japanese giant robot Spider-Man in. That that was good, good for them. But still, <laughs> Spider-Man, I want to kill someone. <laughs> That's the worst. Oh, uh, all right. Well, so new for the sake of time. What's that? So I was I was saying, uh, what's our who 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 won the question draw? All right. Well, it's not not a winner yet, but. Uh, 
we had a bunch of questions come in. Uh, I think we had four questions, four questions that were posed for this week, and I chose uh, one that I thought we could all get behind here. Uh, so for this week, we selected a question posed by John Pinozzi, who asked, "If there was a Savage Dragon-related video game, think a beat 'em up or a fighting game. Which characters would you like to be playable aside from the obvious choices like Malcolm?" Uh, Dragon, Angel, Jennifer, and former members of Freak Force. Now, I'm so. not going to lie. I think about this question a lot. It mostly <laughs> defines my life right now. <laughs> so let's hear it. Well, see, there's when the Savage Dragon video game, there are really only three options. Maybe a fourth if you want to get really wacky. Mm-hmm. You got you can do your side-scrolling beat-em-up, like your classic, well, Classic uh, Ninja Turtles and X-Men side-scrolling beat-em-ups from the arcades. Right. Those games, with that sort of game type, you get opportunity to like use your cast. You could have like up to four to six players, and you can mm-hmm. have beat up all the butt uglies you want. Okay. Um, I don't like beat-em-ups. The problem, <laughs> the problem with beat-em-ups... Communist. Well, the problem with beat-em-ups <laughs> is the way the games were designed is they're designed to be quarter munchers. They're, the beat-em-up doesn't really work outside of the arcade setting because once you have unlimited... Tell that to anyone with friends. Once you have unlimited continues, you basically can just brute force your way through. And there, except for the visuals, there isn't a lot of enjoyment to be found, in my opinion. Oh, get out of here. You've never played Contra, then. No, no. Contra... Yeah! Contra <laughs> is not a side-scrolling beat-em-ups. Contra is a action platformer, <sighs> which is my second point. The- Video game nerds. <laughs> the the other way to do a Savage Dragon video game is an action platformer like Mega Man or Castlevania or Contra. Those games where basically level design where you can, you know, um, you know, maneuver through the level, have lots of obstacles, lots of enemies, bosses, keep the action flowing and have like See, I kind of envision what I envision a Savage Dragon game is would be an action platformer like that. Um, mhm. In actually almost a, a Mega Man-esque way. Basically, you, the way you would do it is you'd have Savage Dragon would be your character. And he, right. And he has certain attributes. He can jump high. He punches hard. And then you have a character select screen where basically you pick your vicious circle goon to go after. Like Oculus uh-huh. or Mako or uh, 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 oh, who are the others? Um, I had some others. Anyway, a whole open bunch face. of – Yeah, open face. And you go into levels that are themed after those villains, and you go through the level, and then you beat up the boss, and then you rescue one of the Freak Force members, and now you can switch between Dragon and that Freak Force member. Like, you go rescue Rapture, and now you can switch back and forth between... I see uh, where you're coming from. Yeah. I remember those games yeah. a lot, like, on Nintendo, like, Silver Surfer was like that, and stuff like that, I feel like. See, what I sort of want to, what I sort of envision is, the Savage Dragon video game we never got in 1992. <laughs> is, the, is the game that I would make. But I always feel like the, the regular bad guys are like the crummiest bad guys. Besides, the bosses are cool, but the bad guys are always so lame. Like the regular beat-em-up guys right. like going through the level. And that's what cool, is cool about Savage Dragon is actually you have a generic breed of uglies, like the uglies. A whole army of low blows of different colors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you could do it. It would work. I gotta, I gotta throw my hat behind the uh, 
I gotta throw my hat behind the side-scrolling Ninja Turtles arcade yeah. style. Beat up. I yeah, mean, I, I have you ever played the the NES Ninja Turtles game? Yeah, the one mm-hmm. where you have the four they swim and stuff. Yeah, and you can switch between them. It's, yeah, that game. A lot of people hate that game because it's not a beat 'em up like the ones that followed, like the the Ninja Turtles arcade game. Every other right. Turtles game after that was a side-scrolling beat 'em up, but the first one was a platformer. And in that mm-hmm. game, you had the four turtles, and they all had all their weapons did different things. They did more damage, or they had more reach, and you could switch between them at 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 will. And I always thought that was a very cool mechanic. And I think in a Savage Dragon video game, that could also work. Well, I know you said you hated those quarter munchers, but man, when I was a kid, that Ninja Turtle game, yeah. or the X Men game, or they're, they're the great, Simpsons they're, game, they're great. Take oh, yeah. all my they money, are great please. in the arcade when you have like five quarters, and you have to like really concentrate. To not lose all your quarters, but when you have infinite continues on a like a home console, it just it loses all thing. challenge. Here's the thing, though: if you're not creative, there was a beat 'em up called Guardian Heroes. Did you play it? Either I of you? I'm aware no, of Guardian Heroes, and yes, that's a pretty good one. All right, here's this. Here's the scrub. It's a beat 'em up, just like Ninja Turtles, just like Simpsons Arcade, just yep. like that. Here's where the replay comes through. It's the easiest thing in the world. Multiple paths multiple endings right you play that game you go one way based on your decision you're never going to even see certain bosses certain levels none of that stuff right you might go basically you can branch three ways you can go all the way up to heaven and kick god's ass you can go all the way down to hell and kick the devil's ass or you can go straight and and beat the ruler's ass (laughs) (laughs) sorry i meant to say richard dawkins sorry (laughs) sorry i I love you I do not care for you, Jim. <laughs> you have made me mad. No, nah, it's just, I don't know. I'm saying that you can do it. It can be done. It's its not some, I don't know why it has to be a mystery. It's so easy to do. And with Savage Dragon, there are so many alternate dimensions and parallel worlds. And you could make a game that would be a side-scrolling beat-em-up that would have replay. Yeah. It would be fine. I'm not saying you can't. I'm just saying usually they don't. Hey, hold up. Can you, Raven, can you do your Stephen Hawkins impersonation again? Beep, boop, I'm Stephen Hawkins. In another dimension, Jim is cool. That's the worst ever. It's not very good. He's smarter than me, so. He sure good. is. He wins. All right, can, can I put my two cents in yes. that the guy put, hasn't played video games? Quarters. Yeah, my, my quarter eating stuff. I envision, when I read this question in my head, it was... My my favorite kind of, one of my favorite games was uh, Marvel Heroes versus Capcom. Yes, for my PS2. That's your third, which option. is the last console I ever owned, and I still have. You still have your copy still of, a legend. You still have your copy of Marvel versus Capcom 2? Yes, that is actually a semi-valuable game because it's not really available anywhere else. Oh really? Yeah, it was port- it was port- it. it was ported to 360 through their uh, marketplace, but it got pulled recently because uh, the the license lapsed. So your copy is ah. once again valuable commodity. I used to play it all the time, but I picture that, and I picture how cool things could be, like Glum in an armored right. suit, similar to like how Mega Man was, or mm-hmm. you know, have Bludgeon the size of like Juggernaut or something like that. Or and that's oh, what I was yeah. gonna, that was what I was going to say. The third option is fighting game. Yeah, that was just, I think got such a cool huge cast. There's a, actually a funny thing. There's this there's this fighting game system called Mugen, which mm-hmm. is like an open source fighting game engine. Basically, if you have the inclination and the and the talent, 
you can basically create a character, you know, create his animation. Capcom style. Yeah, Capcom oh, style. Yeah. Build his moves, build his hitboxes, and basically imp- and import it into this this free open frame fighting game system. There's all sorts of stuff. They got you know all your all your major superheroes: your Superman, your Spider Man, your your. I saw Hawkman that was a really good figure. I went searching mm-hmm. to see if anyone had actually done a Savage Dragon character for it. They haven't really, but, but there is a Spawn. Get out of here, Spawn. Wasn't Spawn in Killer Instinct at one point or something? No, he was in. He was in Soul Calibur. He was in that's Soul Calibur. That's it, Cal- yeah. Soul Calibur. Three. Yeah, yeah bit, as a... Uh, Spawn was on Xbox exclusive. Was it Xbox? Yeah. Yes, that's right. PlayStation had Hayachi from Tekken and Nintendo... They got and boned. GameCube got Link from Zelda. So, yeah, they all had the – different, the different platforms all had exclusives. And, yes, one was the Xbox one. I'm just saying imagine, like, Mother Mayhem in, in that kind of Capcom <laughs> and you, game. And you know what? Spawn might be in Mortal Kombat 10. Oh, really? That's a rumor going around. Really? Him yeah. and Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Freddy was in that other game, Freddy, wasn't Freddy he? Was in, Freddy was in Mortal Kombat 9. So we might finally get to play Spawn versus Freddy. Yes. Fantastic. I, I want I want to make sure that we don't not answer the question exactly because we kind of talked about what game we would play. I do want to say because the question specifically says what characters would we want in the type of game. Uh-huh. Um, just and it can't be Malcolm Dragon Angel Jennifer or former Freak Force. So it's, that's an interesting question. I just got to say you know as long as you have like Super Patriot, Super Patriot, boom, yeah, question over, yeah. Imagine he does like a super make a, combo. Make a, like a super patriot video game. Read a meter maid. I mean, as Red Star. There you go. Or yeah, just a meter maid. You got. You can't forget Vanguard and Wally. Oh yeah, absolutely. Rex but Dexter. But like you said, Glum in his armor. Yeah. Do you know? Have you? If in Craig, you say you played these games, they actually have characters that play in mech suits. Yeah, like uh, Mega Man and. Stuff like that, right? Did you see like Tron Bond, like the little girl piloting yeah. the giant robot? She doesn't Mega Man. Oh yeah, uh, maybe that's what I was thinking. But she's part of Mega Man, right? Or no? She, yes. she is a Mega Man yeah. character. You so can like knock her out of her suit and stuff. Genius! It, it works so good. Just having knockable. You could knock him out of his little suit, and he's got to run back to it. Well, I think of like like Vanguard. You could have Wally like behind him, kind of shooting eye beams. Yeah, you, oh, yeah. yeah you, uh, that actually Vanguard Wally would be a really good like two character single character where you some moves Vanguard does and some moves Wally does, and then you can like you know there's there's other fighting games they like whole mechanics are built around like dual characters like that. There's a lot or like there's that. uh like there's that one uh, just injustice gods among us where like Batman can like summon the Batmobile and it like come out and hit the other guy. I would imagine like Flash Mercury, like he like jumps up in the air and like the Flash Mercury mobile just slams into the other dude and then takes off. Yeah. Awesome. Or uh, how about She Dragon in her power gloves? That would be pretty sweet. That like, would get knocked <laughs> off. There's just so many characters. It would it would make a really good fighting game. Uh, oh, be line up. Fighting game. If you don't go beat him up fighting game yeah now of course then your fourth option your uh your your classic turn-based role-playing game where you play <laughs> savage dragging going through yeah. the streets of chicago having random battles <laughs> building his xp to the, to make it to the top to fight overlord you didn't want to say dating sim dating sim also a possibility that, that's more for <laughs> malcolm though we'll have angel join in bed yes no <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, I think this segment's over. Yeah. We're off the rails. Don't, don't let me start on my uh, uh, my Savage Dragon uh, top-down shooter. Okay, I won't. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, good, so, yeah, good I, question. I, it was a good question. Thanks, uh, thanks, John, for uh, for asking it. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Um, so uh, Guy LeMay, Andrew, Dan Tremont, and Will Poe also sent in questions. Uh, we're just going to try to limit to one question an episode, maybe two once in a while. But uh, we'll save uh, the questions that were sent in for possible future uh, episodes. You guys can also feel free to, to send in new questions uh, for other episodes. Uh, um, everyone who sent in either a response to last episode's question or sent in a new question for us uh, has been entered into our drawing to win this month's prize, which is uh, there's actually two things. This is the last time we're giving out a, a comic prize, uh, but I did promise I'd give out the rare second printing of Savage Dragon 100. And on top of that, uh, the new thing for this year is that we're giving away the limited edition Malcolm Dragon shirt, which we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're only doing one shirt per person per month, so they're ultra limited. So uh, I put everyone's uh, name into a hat. Actually, I used a random number generator, and John Pinozzi is the winner of this month's drawing. So, John, if you can contact us at savagefincast at gmail.com with your address and T-shirt size. Um, and someone, color preference, please. And, and your color preference of shirts. Is there – there's probably a, a limited color There palette, is a right? limited palette. Uh, I will actually make that available like uh, on dragonfan.net, but also – uh, I'll get in touch with John whenever he gets in touch with you, and I'll let him know what his options are for colors. Sweet. They're going to be produced through screen, so they'll be comparable to the uh, official Savage Dragon t-shirt quality. So if you're a fan of those, uh, you'll like these. Nice. So remember, send your questions, uh, your new questions or your opinions on the the video game question that was just posed to savagefincast at gmail.com, and everyone who submits uh Something to us will be entered into the drawing, whether we read your question or not, um, you will be submitted in. So have fun with it, and uh, we you know, hope we read your question next. Yeah, it's a fun. I like it a lot. Cool. So shall we get into the, the meat of the, the, the episode, the whole reason why we're here? 202. 202. First of all, i got to say this is a great cover. Oh, yeah. Absolutely stupendous. I agree, and I think it sets up like you know. I think if Eric was still doing kind of uh, titles for each kind of book, this one would be called like Girl Trouble or something like that. Because absolutely, <laughs> it's all fe- focused on the females. I love negative space. I mean, the use of it here is fantastic. Which I think uh, digital guys got gray. Is that right, Jim? Uh, mine's white, but no. oh, yours is white. But Me? that might be my comp copy yeah maybe maybe it was gray in in the final yeah in fact okay. maybe i'll double check that for curiosity's but, sake yeah it, it's an awesome cover it's absolutely fantastic and uh this issue is awesome <laughs> this, is, this is a good issue I, yeah i like this i think uh you know to start it off this was uh one of eric's experiment issues the the nine panel per page. You know, I gotta say, I didn't pick up on that in my first read through. I had to be reminded, and you know, it it, it was a 
I, I think I was impressed with how how unnoticeable it was because it was kind of, you know, just, you know, comics. It was just, you can do it this way and it's, you know, fine. Yeah, right. I would, I'd forgotten because there's real, didn't seem like all tiny and cramped. And for, for the listeners, there's, there's a backstory to this. Um, yeah. This was, uh, <laughs> one of those Batman slapping Robin memes that are all over the internet, all the rage. Um, With the kids today, on on this uh, particular one, uh, Robin, it shows Robin reading a comic book script and it says, page one, nine panels, panel one, big shot. And then, you know, of course, it's Batman slapping Robin in it. Batman saying there are no big shots on a nine panel page. And really, you know, the person who created that memes thinking nine panel page in the traditional sense of a three by three square layout. But Alan or is lied to him. Yeah, <laughs> Eric's response to this is you can have nine panels on a page and they don't have to be a three by three grid. And he's kind of proven this where, you know, he's got nine panels on every page and they're all I think there's one page that was a three by three grid. And besides that, everything else was, you know, all sorts of different shapes, but still nine panels. Yeah, it was impressive. Not shapes, sometimes. but sizes, I should say. Sorry. What was impressive is sometimes there would even be, it felt like, two or three big shots, you know, two or three big panels. So it's kind of, like, impressive to work a nine-panel page like that. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think these kind of nine panels per page really help with kind of the flow of, you know, when you're trying to get a lot of inf- – when you're not having major fight scenes, it works both ways. I mean, there are awesome major fight scenes because you can show a lot of little things happening – rather than just one big panel with one huge punch, which also, you know, is cool sometimes as well. But I like seeing all the little, you know, we'll get into it as we go on, but all the little kind of details of a fight. And then also, you know, all the details of, you know, uh, people just having a normal conversation, kind of, you get the back and forth and everything, and it really makes the book feel like, you know, a good amount of reading in it. And, And there was, there was a lot of text. Oh, yeah. Didn't at one point Eric say that, you know, or he showed on Facebook that Chris kind of put in all Chris Eliopoulos, the letter or lettered the whole comic and sent it back to Eric and was like, you know, basically this ain't going to work. There was like way too much text and like trying to fit it all in the panels. And Eric had to cut back. Which is funny because, yeah, go on the Facebook page and you'll see the original stuff. And it's funny because like, yeah, just like you can't see. Like, Maxine standing on the snowball was the page that made it to Facebook, or one of them. And, like, she's standing on the snowball talking to Malcolm. And uh, that page, like, you couldn't really even tell, like, what she was doing or where she was standing. Was you could like, see, oh. like, 10% of the whole panel. <laughs> yeah. The rest was just speech bubble. Which is funny, because the, the dialogue doesn't feel cut down or anything. No, and there's so. a lot of it. So it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like, I mean, how much more could there possibly have been? Oh, dude, it's great. It was crazy. But I was still like, it's funny because it didn't read, you weren't reading it and being like, yaka, schmaka, schmaka. It was right. just the choice of words, you know, like he basically conveys the same information without using as much words. So uh, it's funny. It's, it's an interesting thing yeah. as part of this whole experiment to check out. I do like, you know, with these nine panels, you get a lot of kind of shots on a whole bunch of characters. Like, pretty much all of the Vicious Circle goons get their own panel at one point or another. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, just to run down for kind of the listener and for our own kind of use, I guess, I'm just going to go through all the, the villains. You know, it looks like Dart's kind of keeping it almost like a woman-run vicious circle. Like all of her kind of lieutenants, if you want to call them that, are all kind of women now. I wonder if that was a happy accident because of how many have been, you know, dying and losing their powers lately. But there's still major kind of men that are out there like, What's his name? Brute or whatever was it? Is that his name? There's there's a couple of Braun, like right. Braun, yeah, Braun. Like didn't Braun, get his like Bert. No, he showed no, up recently still, though, right? Yeah, yeah, he did show up recently. He got punched out like an issue ago. There's still like some prominent guys that are still around, but you know this issue. It's it's funny. It's uh, there's, there's a lot of the the women that showed up in issue 146, which was like the that issue right after Dragon like joined the police force. Right, which was like in the strip club and stuff, and there was a, like a lot of people made their first appearance, like uh, Raptor and Samurai, who's in this issue. Insect is in this issue, uh, and then you got Vane, who's been around for a while. Volcanic's been around for a while. Heavy Flow's been around for a while, uh, and then Double Page is kind of new. Tigress, Climax. I think Climax has been around for a while, but I'm not sure. Um. But yeah, a lot, a lot of vicious circle goons in this issue, and they all happen to be women, which is kind of cool. Plus, these are cool because even though they're like, you know, I mean, this really like it showcases kind of the more interesting, like design work going on. Like, there's been so many like issues preceding this that had like the uglies, just generic uglies. Yeah, right. there's no generic so ugly awesome, women. Yeah, this is this is awesome because these are all like you know kind of thoughtfully designed characters. So. Yeah, yeah, I like the fireheaded one. That's Climax. Yeah. Oh, that's Climax? Yep. I think Samurai's kind of costume is weird. Like, not what I think of when I think of a samurai. but More of a ninja, really. Yeah, and it's got a kind of a cool mask. Raptors, like that... Girl Casey Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Bug's costume is really cool. Which one? Is Bug the one with the red eyes? Yeah. Or I cool guess her design. name's not Bug. Is it Insect? It I think at one point it was, yeah, it was, at one point I think it was like Bug Lady when she was just kind of a throwaway character and never changed the name or something. What if she's got a great look. I wonder if that's a suit. It's got to be. It looks like it yeah. is. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine it's, yeah, I mean, I think it is. Because that's kind of like metal over the mouth and the head, right? Something like Maybe that. Maybe she's or a more, latex. more bug-like underneath. Maybe. <laughs> Vane. Oh, I always thought Vane was such a crazy ass character. <laughs> I don't know. These are, it's just good. It's cool to see all these interesting Larson designs. Well, her, you know, her, like a, her asymmetric mask is very unique. You think yeah, underneath yeah. her mask she's all veiny? I'm gonna assume. <laughs> if she was hot, you wouldn't see it wouldn't be covered up, right? <laughs> I don't know. Her chin, you can see that. It's kinda hot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, hot. <laughs> You got a hot chin. <laughs> Are you Vicky Vale? <laughs> oh, it's great. No, it's cool. It's, you don't see it's like a Phantom of the Opera kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, know. that's what it is. Kind of like that half mask thing. Wonder if Eric ever forgets what side it's on. I would. <laughs> I'm sure he probably has. I like the idea though of like uh, them. Their plan is to upgrade, which. Is super, of course, you know, we won't spoil it just yet, but like the idea that Dart wants to use Belco to upgrade is fantastic. I think I was talking about how when her shark powers appeared, I thought, 
upgrading your characters is awesome. Yeah. So I well, was really excited at the beginning. <laughs> I don't know. There's, if I was already a super freak, I'd be more worried about being more super freak. If it, I mean, I guess, the idea I, that, I guess if, 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 if power and greed your only goal, maybe. Just get the feeling that, like, with Belko, it would be more controlled. Like, don't you think sort of all of them sort of, like, accidentally became kind of how they are? True. And then, like, if they went to Belko, it would be like, you know, make me fly. I want laser eyes. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or maybe not. <laughs> Hell, I don't know. I want laser eyes. <laughs> Just like Fredzilla. You guys watch <laughs> Big Hero 6? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's good. You should see that movie. It's good. I Basically, will. a character obsesses about being a superhero. Hmm. I just like uh, big fat white robot. Yeah, <laughs> Max. Yeah, he's a good character too. Good cast. Anyway, yeah, it's good though. I like the uh, whole Maxine Malcolm, you know, dynamic here. Their little conversation. It's kind of like, what the hell was she thinking by inviting Tierra? We're like, would you really want Tierra around? I, 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 this the scene is kind of funny to me because it almost feels like Eric's bringing the the internet argument to the page. <laughs> One yeah. thing that that I you know I forgot that this kind of scene brought back was you know before Maxine and Malcolm were even dating like uh, Angel and Maxine and Tierra were all good friends, right? So that's the other thing. It's like you know they're kind of were good friends, and she's got no place to live. So it, the argument makes sense. Yeah. I forgot Tierra was friends with <laughs> It just seems like feels like she came out of nowhere to be a like a total cunt, but I do like the, the little details Eric does here with uh actually putting like snow on the heels of Maxine's boots, which I would never think to do. But yeah. oh, right. where where she's yeah. Cause I find yeah. it funny they're they're like on the roof making snowmen. Or if that's something that actually happens in the city. <laughs> I don't, what do you I mean? Like, uh, like, yeah, people have roof decks. Like, I live in Philly. Like, yeah. All these houses have roof decks. Oh. A lot of times, like, my house doesn't have a backyard. I don't have a roof deck, but all the new houses being built do. Oh. So you can just get up on your roof anytime? Yeah. Cool. I've never lived anywhere where you could. So. Yeah, all the, all the houses, like, most of the three-story apartments here i know row homes here all have roof decks and people barbecue and stuff on it's like having a deck instead of you know yeah in your backyard it's on your roof neat that makes sense yeah i want to give props to the coloring on this i really like how the coloring adds like that extra depth of snow to it i love that i see that's a sky color i can get behind (laughs) (laughs) you don't like the yellow right was that the was it yellow yellow would look like they were in uh pea snow (laughs) <laughs> old peace no old peace no chicago so this i'm kind of crack up crack up about this like the whole thing where they put the the video of the threesome on the speed rate he put on a disc labeled speed racer no, or maxine did never it we're gonna watch it but he just <laughs> loaded it up in the dvd did he just like run out as fast as he loaded it in or he probably just handed it to her and he's like, here you go, watch this. All right, I can see that. Here's Speed Racer, it's awesome. Should have put on Frozen. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta admit, I didn't see this coming. 
I oh, thought it was kind of done after you 200. You didn't see this coming? I really didn't either. Really? I, I, I'm pretty I sure really, I, I said I did. That's because you're pervy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a perv. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of perv, you know what's yes. awesome? What? Cunnilingus. <laughs> you don't know what Cunnilingus is? Yes. Okay. I like how you just asked me that, though. <laughs> just check. I'm not sure if everyone knows the proper vocabulary. Greg just goes, yes. <laughs> I, I love this. I didn't. I didn't see it coming. I mean, maybe I'm a dope, but like, I didn't see it coming. No, and I like, just. I figured it was kind of done. Like, I don't know. I it didn't, never ends, Craig. Yeah, I didn't think he would go It'll back. Never there. end. I thought it was a funny twist. I know a lot of people got the knickers in a twist, but. And that drives me crazy too, like. I don't see where the upsetness comes from. I don't know. I think the, the upset isn't the sex. I think it's important to keep that. The, the problem isn't that they're having sex. The problem is that Malcolm and Angel are siblings. Do you really think that's the problem? I I've don't heard think that's that a is the bigger I, yeah. problem overall. That, that, I think that's, people that's are just part. I think people are just generically complaining about sex, I, though. I also like, think some people might have hang-ups about um, um, uh, uh, monogamy. Referring to the issue number 200 as the threesome issue, right? That is reductive. Like, I, I, I broke down the numbers. The last three issues have been discussions about sex, yes, but there has been very little actual sexual content. But again, it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be shown. If it's implied, it might make some make people uncomfortable because many people are uncomfortable with sexuality. It's sad. I'm, That's I'm getting sad. that from some of these reviews. It's like people are hung up. But, but that's our culture. We're okay with violence. Is, we don't like sex. It, it's, it's, it's due to our Puritan roots. It's, it's ridiculous. But see, the thing I don't get is that these people complain. Like Savage Dragon has always been like this. Whether it was, you know, Mason super tough having a gay kiss on a splash page or I bet there were hang-ups about – if there was internet back then, there would have been more hang-ups on display. Dragon boning Alex doggy style or – Yeah, I mean, like here, take this phone call while I plow your butt. I, but <laughs> see, I think it's important also to keep in mind is these are still teenagers where Alex and Dragon were adults. And I and, think – And can I, can I say something about that? OK, confession time. I watch and like Glee, so I don't give a shit. I'm sorry. I, I know that makes me not cool. Yeah, but you're not cool. Yeah, you, you, the we're going to have to ask you to the leave. The three the of us cast. isn't the cool one. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. It's been a good run here. Here's my uh, microphone. No, but I, I <laughs> turn told, in your microphone. I told Stephanie we were talking about the Savage Dragon sex controversy or whatever, and I was like, well, it's just weird, you know. I said, I guess the hang-up is that they're, you know, teens or in high school or whatever. And she said, in season one of Glee, one of the cheerleaders gets pregnant. First season, first season of, right? Now, mind you, in that season, they're supposed to, they're supposed to be in 10th grade. Yeah. So, you got to think, this is a 10th grader getting pregnant I'm just saying there was more naughtiness in Glee than there has been in these last three issues. Everyone here what, was is con- of age. everywhere in Glee? <laughs> Dude, the one guy was a pool boy nailing milfs. Oh. Like, he had a pool 
I'm just telling you. Yeah, saying, but see, he's a man. Nothing. So that makes him cool. But when a woman does it, <laughs> she's a slut. Can we replace cunnilingus with rug munching? Rug I'm more comfortable with that term. <laughs> I, I'm a big fan of this, uh, of Tierra tilting Maxine back and her hand going under the skirt. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like, go for it, Tierra, go for it. The funny thing, I'm just saying, the funny thing is, is never, they're all of age. Everyone's of age. Everyone's Are of they age. all 18? I've, it's a bit of that nebulous area. It's been a little unclear. Maxine's out of school. That's true. I still, uh, Angel, regardless, they're teenagers. Angel graduated. Well. Angel graduated. Maxine's out of school. Remember what Chef and, told us, 17. You guys didn't watch South Park? <laughs> I, I don't remember that time. particular episode. No. <laughs> I'm saying if there's grass on the field, you're good to play. Yeah. These these it's it's I don't see what the controversy is. I'm sorry. Grow up. That's all. <laughs> well, again, I, I, what I'm saying is I think the, the controversy is a larger, not a larger issue with repressed sexuality in American culture. But I think. I know before you were saying, oh, it's more about the sister thing. But if you read, it is. like... that, That is still kind of a red flag to me. But I think if you read, like, the last... They, they did, did a story on Bleeding Cool or something about it, and people were, like, so outraged. And it's, like, ridiculous, because if Mark Millar does it on one of his comics... But Mark Millar's a fucking hack. Eric should be above <laughs> the hackitude. But it's it's not being a hack to do... That. I mean, Mark he's Miller... dr- writing about teenagers. This is shit that, like teenagers do and especially like a superpowered teenager that you know is a celebrity yeah he's a celebrity i mean mind you his dad doesn't make the world right within context it just means that it's there's a there's motive there's motivation and it's believable my thing is this i i don't think that if you write that malcolm not doing this I don't think that's believable. If See, Malcolm was like all Captain Whitebread, like, no, ladies, you're not right. No, that's again, <laughs> monogamy. That's not, that isn't the problem. <laughs> I have absolutely no problem with Maxine and and Malcolm and even Tierra going at it like jackrabbits. My problem is when you include Angel and their relationship and their history, it makes it weird. But. As I'm, I'm sure and you're actually, aware. Of. I think it hurts Angel's character a lot. The way it seems like she keeps bringing herself back to Malcolm, like she's a, like, like she needs it, like she needs him. It like makes her weak as a character because it I like defines her. Want some, I don't think it's weak to want someone sexually. I don't think that should diminish her character at all. When she wants the lead character of your comic book, who apparently has a like three foot long penis. <laughs> but they also have a special connection as you know people that grew up and care about each other like it's just like one of those things you know even have you ever had a childhood friend who like you just care about them you know monogamously like, or not monogamously but platonically and like you just worry about them and you know, think about them or whatever yeah now what if they were hot i'm just saying well, they <laughs> were. Really not i'm just saying <laughs> i'm just saying think about it think about it i don't know I, for me, it's. I, I understand it's a weird element, but I don't think it's something to. I don't know to complain to the fact that some of these complaints have been. I, I do I just, think too. You know, it's funny that nobody seems to have really touched on, is that how hard it's been played for laughs. Yeah. 
like this is not naughtiness somebody was like i pity readers of savage dragon if they buy this material in search of such tripe and i'm like whoa buster it's funny okay calm down right right this is always played for last i don't know if anybody actually read this but malcolm almost can you tell me well, it just seems like Malcolm is actually more awkward than probably any of them by everything that's happening. Doesn't yeah, he kind of... Yeah. Well, he's the youngest he always... and he's the man and he's the least sexually experienced. But the here's fact... the other thing that's cool. It's like, you know, uh, Maxine is the strong character in this. She's the one that's making the decisions. That's true. Yeah. Uh, she's the one that's manipulating. She's in complete control. Even though she's a normal human, she's bossing these super-powered people around. It's awesome. Everything about this I thought was sweet. I agree. The Oh God uh, oh God became a punchline after a point. Yes. And the Mr. Monster condom wrappers. It's good. And the fact that Malcolm was emasculated by Tierra. Tierra, he was outgunned by his ex. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know, I'm sorry, but it's it was funnier and more well-played than I think people gave it credit for. I agree. I, I think there's a lot of shock factor, and I, I think people are kind of, I don't know, I, I just don't, like you said, I think people, or whoever said, I think it was Jim said, you know, people are fine with violence, you know, punching someone's head off and blowing it up with a punch, but, you know, a threesome? Oh my God, this is juvenile crap. I can't deal with this. Also, can I just ask you guys? Um, is sexuality juvenile or mature? Because it seems to somehow magically be both. It is. Right. Like, well, most like most things, it is both. It can be used for it, both. It's funny, though, that to include it is both too mature and also juvenile. It's who the hell knows. There's a window, apparently, in which you're supposed to enjoy your physical urges, and then you're supposed to shut that window. Like I said. Live till you die. Yeah. Like I said, like I said, it's all about the Puritan background of uh, this country. See, the cool thing is that Savage Dragon is, you know, it's whatever Eric wants it to be. I'm yeah. sure if this could fly in DC or Marvel, it would have at one point. Someone would have tried to do something like this. Oh, but it has. Um, kind of subtly, like they can't really show I, it. Like I want to say, someone pointed out that Nightcrawler had a relationship with a sister once. Really, or half sister. But I'm not even talking. That. I'm just talking about like these kind of like threesome or foursome scenes or whatever. Oh, listen, absolutely. Second, would you say corporate comics can't take the kind of risks independent comics can, and this kind of stuff having the freedom to do it? I mean, it's what reading an indie book's all about. Right. Like, I don't know. you're never gonna, you're not gonna get permission to have Superman in a threesome. Not well, gonna happen. Well, I don't know. DC's been getting a lot of complaints lately about all the sex and violence because it's been going a bit nuts. But it won't ever get to that degree. There's a certain line that they can't cross with, especially like a character like Superman or, you know, one of their main characters. I mean, it can get racy, yes, but... It can't. Yeah, that's it. I mean, it can't go this far. And it's not even that, you know... It's funny because... And this is not even graphic, you know? No, no. That's what's so funny. The thing that cracks me up is people, I've seen so many people be like, this is just disgusting. It should have been tasteful. And I'm like, would you want like a close up of a flower vase and like a (laughs) petal falls off the flower? And like, what did you want? Like, what are you, what? 
What kind of wifey porn? I don't get it. <laughs> so let's uh, let's move on to the violence <laughs> the violence section of our comic. <laughs> Marvin Belko is awesome. Yeah. Can, I can I say one thing about Marvin Belko before? Sorry, I don't want to jump in, but wasn't his name his his daughter's name was Belinda Bell? So is that like did Eric screw up? Is his la- is his name supposed to be Marvin Bell? I was thinking Belko is is the. I said it wrong. No, because he calls himself Belko after. I thought, but who we'll see. There's a, a scene where exceedingly good question. He refer Ooh. he refers to himself as Marvin Belko later on in the in the issue. So I was just wondering if that was a typo or I always thought Belko was like Bell Company Belko, you know, because right. when we were introduced to Belinda's Bell daughter, Coco. it was Belinda Bell. <laughs> Bell Coco. <laughs> so. Anyway, sorry, didn't mean to go ahead. No, that's a great point. Uh, I think I don't remember what she said. I love his idea, though. I love the idea that he's like, oh, the solution to this is superpowers. Like, it's fantastic. Like, like a crazy old man would. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for I sure he was just going to fry himself and just be dead. That just comes back the next panel's his skeleton in that bed. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, that that would be classic Larson. <laughs> For Zach, it's just his skeleton. <laughs> this page, can I just say, when Larson did that thing where he put the black and white panels on to show you the layouts, Yeah. and I am amazed that this page with Belko laying in the bed read as well as it did, because when you see the black and white panels of it, it doesn't look like it should read good. You're saying when he was showing you like just the panel layout without anything in the panels. Yeah, like where it's the uh, smaller and smaller like L-shapes or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's not it. It's but... not this one. It's well, this up. one's got a weird thing where it's got that long vertical panel that you got to read all the way to the bottom and then go back up. Yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm not sure if that's a comic layout crime or not. I think it's frowned upon by the community. Ooh, you know what I will tell you, though? Dude, I don't mean to pick on you, but, like, that is frowned upon amongst digital device readers because I tried that shit in my book. Right. And people were like, I don't understand this page. And I'm like, well, dude, you read the words till the panel's got no words, and then you read the next panel. And he was like, yeah, but it's weird. And I was like, uh, you must have, like, be reading this on your phone or something. Because they're not scrolling all the way, right? So they're... they're that's, yeah, that's what it was. Like, it confused them, and I realized immediately that it was, like, because there were words at the bottom of a long panel. Right. So I, I think on the printed page that that ain't no thing, but I think, like, on digital devices, people don't like that. Well, it works yeah. fine on my digital device because I can see the whole page, but I could see that being a problem <laughs> if you were scrolling up and down. Like a nan- I've had people complain. Like a Neanderthal, you say? Yes. <laughs> so catty. <laughs> I like the Asian guy that always calls uh, Melvin sir, and then he always has to correct him and say Melvin. When he said Excelsior, don't you hear him in your brain as Stan Lee now? <laughs> I don't think it's humanly possible not to. <laughs> Onward and upward, true believer. <laughs> I like how, how Melvin's like, why not? We could all become superhuman. It could be a perk, part of our <laughs> benefits package. Yeah. Apparently, he, ha- he hasn't visit the, visited the danger zone very often. <laughs> For Zach. The panel I was talking about where it's like decreasing L shapes is the one where Malcolm's in bed with all three girls at once. Ah, and oh, yeah. We, 
Yeah, see how it's decreasing L shapes? Yes. And I didn't think that that was going to read good at all. Like, when I saw that, I was like, whoa, how the hell? But it works amazingly. Yeah. It works yeah. amazingly clear. There's a, there's the weird panel when, when uh, Angel – well, it's a whole page. It's weird. I'm a little confused by the the layout of the scene where Angel walks into the uh, apartment. Mm-hmm. And you see, she like she just walks in the door, and she sees Tierra, Maxine, and Dragon. Or maybe she doesn't. Maybe it's just them hearing her. Mm-hmm. No, she's in Does the hall. Look- no, she's standing in the hallway. We're looking through the open door in the first panel, and then in the fourth pa- in the f- fifth panel, she's closed the door behind her. Yeah, that is also how I took. But it. what's the middle? That's the them seeing her having opened no. the door. See, I don't get that. That that's what I thought at first, but it doesn't make sense. How, I think that's them hearing it in the bedroom and being like, "Oh shit!" They're not. No, this is. They, they, I believe this is a one-room apartment. The, no, because yeah. look down at the bottom, the bottom panels. Oh, oh, valid point. That's what I was confused at. At first, I was like, "Oh, maybe she saw them," or maybe she's in the apartment and she's opened the bedroom door. I feel like like she hears something and then they kind of like those the middle three panels is them being like they heard the door close behind them. Okay, I see what you're saying. So they came out of the bedroom and see her there. And then they bring her into the bedroom. Ah, uh, okay. I see what you're saying. That makes sense. But yeah, I was okay. really confused at first. Okay, I think what's making it weird is that you see the, you see Malcolm in that one shot, but then you don't yeah. see him again. So the girls went and got her while he stayed in the bedroom. That's the only way I could think of it because otherwise there's no – like you can see the hall in that last panel. Right. Like at first I thought she was looking right at him. Yeah. Hold on. Read what Maxine says right in the middle of the page. She has a key. What? Does she has a key? Or Well, they can be hearing just, her exclaim. Just roll with it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> what? Don't worry it, about it. Don't worry about it, you. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I'm a little confused myself now that you said it, but I didn't think of it when I read it initially. I didn't. It was like on my third reread to prep for the podcast. I was like, how can I make a big deal about nothing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, I don't know. He had said at one point he was going to make a layout, uh, like a map of Malcolm's ap- uh, apartment. Yeah. So that, you know, it had more physical space. It made more physical space, like, sense. So maybe this was pre-physical map. I don't know. Gotcha. It was a great scene when, when the VC busts into the Belco chemicals. I like that page. Everyone likes mm-hmm. skeletons. <laughs> now there is your just skeletons. <laughs> Volcanic, always barfing on people. Yeah, man, this is good stuff. I I dig it. I dig that heavy flow made it into this issue too. Fantastic. She's the internet previously, right? The internet loves her. What heavy every flow? time you? Yeah, every time someone sees like that, they're like, "Oh my god, what's this from?" <laughs> <laughs> every time I saw a thing on like Imager or whatever you call it. Yeah. And it was just her, you know, shooting Brappa Lorch all over someone. And so it was like, I must read this comic five copies now. I'm going to be a little disappointed because this is one panel. I know. I know. She goes out with a Brappa Lorch. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when I read that, I was like, oh, Craig's favorite sound effect. Well, doesn't Dung still make a Brapalorch out of his Dung oh, cannons? He does. He does, doesn't he? Fantastic. Fantastic. I think... Uh, I right think now, that, the listeners are like, what the hell is Brapalorch? What the hell is he talking about? And who's this Dung? <laughs> I like the twist. I know that not everybody did, but I like the twist that Tierra is somewhat obsessed. I like that because it's kind of like I had kind of written her off, really, especially where she's got the kid now and everything. Yeah. I don't know. It's just kind of a cool twist to have her like be a super villain. yeah, she's a, well. She's like a normal villain. Like, how often does this book have normal people who I are do, pains in the asses? Some of my favorite things about the old Savage Dragon was when there was like a soap opera kind of going on in the background. There was right. a lot of superhero heroics, but there was like a soap opera. Like, Dragon was dating a lot of different people, and you know, it was kind of cool. And I like how we're kind of getting back to that again where there's things going on in his normal life on top of having to deal with crazy villains like dart. Well, also, I know a lot of people, you know, I mean, I don't know like when you complain about the whole like sex thing or whatever, I think it's really a good way to bring it in the fact that like, you know, uh, Malcolm shenanigans have consequences, you know, I mean, he's doing, he's indulging, you know, scratching that itch. And now there's a little bit of hell to pay. So it's not really like he's just getting to live the good life, you know? He's kind of messing up a little bit. Can I say that this is probably the most racially diverse comic? Yeah. Co-signed. I can't think of another one. Walking Dead, maybe? Maybe. It's got a lot. It's got a lot of diversity. All right, let's say superhero comic then. Oh, you got me. Okay. I do like when uh, Maxine just wallops Tiara in the face. Yeah, which, again, I like Maxine. So for me, I was like, hell yeah. Kick her ass. It's a great punch. It is. The super punch. Good follow through. And there's another another great scene where Dragon and uh, uh, Angel. We call her Battle Girl or Angel. Uh, they don't they bring that up in this issue. Yeah, Malcolm says Battle Girls too good for the SOS. Beating the crap out of the. Yeah, you want your big panel. DC. I like how they they show uh, Malcolm again catching all the darts from Dart like in his teeth and his fingers, like emphasizing he's got that kind of <laughs> quick Spray. reflex. Yeah, I love how that Dart thing just does not work for her. He just Think fires them back stop. at her. This next page, all right, the whole, like, people losing their power sequence, I wanted to cry. I was like, <laughs> no! Because we were just talking about how awesome all these characters were. And I was like, damn it, no! It well, was- it, it's a great page because there's a juxtaposition between one guy gaining superpowers and a couple villains losing superpowers. The absolute best one is how Tigress is a cat. Yeah. Totally agree. Do you remember when Eric did that in issue 75 with weed? Oh, that's right. He was a plant. Yeah, the Nega bomb went off and he just turned into like a house plant. <laughs> I didn't see it coming. I didn't see it coming. 
my favorite thing about like Savage Dragon is when people get like superpowers, they get like costumes with it. So right. Marvin oh, yeah. <laughs> Marvin Belko gets the you know purple tights and boots. <laughs> I think that's just a side effect. <laughs> Bring me some boots and pants, uh, quickly, my lads. Yeah, I like how his head is old too. <laughs> <laughs> His head, he's just got old man head on muscle man body, you know? <laughs> I love that panel, though. He's just like, tremble at the unmatched might of the new and improved Melvin Belko. Oh, and in case that doesn't do the job, here's the Belko security team armed with freakout. <laughs> and then you get the heartbreak. I was like, no. <laughs> the god sword. Ah, uh, yeah. This and then we lose heavy flow. I was like, oh no! One last. I, I do love <laughs> Marvin Belko just going glub as he just gets <laughs> slammed in the face with some uh, blood. And even I don't. It's like I know it's like blub. probably the smallest, most subtle thing. But do you see how she's less fat? Yep. In the panel where she's got freak out. <laughs> I love that she's less fat. Like, that's that, somehow part of her powers. Is that what happened, though? Like, like she got hit with the freak-out dart, and so, like, yeah. she wasn't as strong, so when he punched her, he just blew her head up? I, I think the flow just cut off, and he, so he overcompensated. I want to say that the forum, I ran it by, and Eric actually said that he didn't think that uh, Belko had murderous intent. So I'm going to say that it's a Solar Man-style thing, where, like, right. she was hit with freak-out, and he hit her. Yeah. And that's all she wrote. Because clearly she's smaller. I mean, look at her body. Yeah. So, yeah, I think <laughs> just the combination of uh, combination of freak out and getting hit by the new and improved Marvin Belko. So we lose Raptor and Climax. They become humans. Tigress becomes a cat. Heavy Flow becomes a puddle of blood <laughs> Belko gets decapitated and I was I'm sorry you know I know he was barely in the series but I mourned that loss yeah I, I was disappointed I'm, I'm actually slightly more disappointed about him going than the next thing that's going because like I was saying many times in the past now I liked how Belko finally had a face yeah and now he now it only has a decapitated head I thought he had so, so, so much potential as a plot-driving device. Right. So to see him just, like, snuffed out so quick, I'm like, oh. <laughs> well, that's not to say that, you know, his daughter won't take over or somebody else. You know, also, he's a kind of a kooky mad scientist character. So, right. I mean, you know, when he, he was thrown out of the no window... Scruples. Yeah, well, I can see him being a head in a jar or something crazy. I mean, really, it's not the end of him necessarily. Oh, yeah, look at his lab. It's, And that was one of the things they said, too. Like, when their lab got broken into, a bunch of their his, like, creations escaped. They mentioned something about that. So I wonder if that's gonna we're going to see any of that in the future of Savage Dragon. It does seem like a great seed that was plotted. Uh, a little, like... Uh, you know, Belko monsters are on the loose now. On top of everything else, Belko Chemicals is done to Chicago. So, uh, Dart's got her god sword again. So, she's cutting heads off left and right. Poor John Day doesn't stand a chance. <laughs> on top of uh, Melvin. 
But uh, one one thing I thought was interesting is, yeah, they shot Dart with uh, a dart. Would freak <laughs> yeah. out. And uh, so she's not a shark anymore. But, you know, one of the things I was writing down in my notes for the show was what Dragon and uh, Malcolm says. He's like, well, well, you know, no more shark lady. What else is gone? Uncanny aim and human strength, agility, grace. What did that freak out take away? So he doesn't know. I mean, I I thought it was always like she was just kind of a peak human. She's just yeah. I think you know. Malcolm's guessing. Yeah, but you know, I, go ahead. Sorry. Uh, Dart seems like really overly concerned, which seems odd. Yeah. Um. Other than just the shark powers, I think I think I don't know. It just kind of seems like she, after getting hit, she uh, you know, became like more worried than you'd think she would be since in the past she managed to hold her own just fine. Well, I'm just wondering if we had it wrong all this time and maybe she really does have some kind of freak power that gives her uncanny aim or agility, you know, and just Well, actually I, don't know. I, I think someone else brought this up and I think I picked up on it. Do you remember when she killed the little wise guys? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't she like drink their blood to become immortal? Yeah. Wasn't yeah. that like the whole plot point there? Mm-hmm. Gotta wonder if Freakout may have undone that. I would have to assume so. I, I would think that's an unnatural thing. Is it Freakout's whole shtick? Is it just reduces you to your birth state? Right. Uh, uh, Lava Lady here comments. But, but telling the little wise guys just means she just would age now. It, like, it didn't give her, like, super strength or agility. No, that's right. It would just give her, you know... Oh, that's right. I guess it would be no aging. So I guess, yeah, that's a good point. I want to say I felt like she was a peak human too. I always think, isn't that a thing? Like, aren't villains like you ain't got no powers or something like that? Right. Is that like yeah. a taunt that is hurled her way? I she, think so. With that, and you, you're gonna throw a dart at me. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, she leaves by leaping out the out the hole in the wall. I mean, she still seems pretty agile to me. Yeah. Also, um, we learn samurai goes commando. Yep. Nice. So that's samurai commando. Awesome. <laughs> totally awesome. <laughs> uh, all in all, I'm just going to say, you know, poor went out for shark powers. Poor went out for Belko. If these things are things that are actually gone, <laughs> it makes me weep a little because I wanted to see more of both. It's, right. got, it's really weird that she, he gave, him shark, gave her shark powers for one issue to take him away. On the one hand, you do have the... Haha, you thought these were going to be around a while. Psych! There's that element. Right. So it, if they're gone as quick as they came almost, yeah. it is kind of a thing where it's like, well, you know, that could happen too. But then but then it becomes like a literal get-out-of-jail-free card for the one time. Mm, yeah. I don't know that I love it, but it's all good. I, I'm, I tell you what it is, is. It's just one of those, well, hell, it's extremely interesting because... In the little like Q and A, he was like, "Yeah, you know, does she have uh, jars of wise guy blood laying around? Like, what's what's her game? You know." So, right. Also, just because Belko's dead doesn't mean that there aren't scientists and whatnot. Didn't you say he had a daughter? Yeah, she was in like if you remember back in was it the. 140s or something like the one where adam archer first appeared was her first appearance that was the whole thing with like the free the the uglies unlimited were trying to uh 
they were trying to kidnap her because Boko mm-hmm. was like leaking chemicals into the water, turning right. people into freaks and then selling their freak out. Huh. But they accidentally got Amy instead. Right. So they really are kind of bad guys. As much as in this issue, they kind of come off as good guys. Who, Belco? Yeah. Yeah. Just saying. Clearly they're out of control. So, and I don't know, it's funny. I mean, it's it's funny because, like, these feel like, oh, no. But you never know. You really have no idea, like, what could still yet happen. Like, yeah, you know, Dark could have, like, a... A vial of Mako blood and little wise guy blood. I mean, bling blong, she's got her powers back. So I doubt it, but I mean, I'm just saying, you never know. Anything can happen. Right. So there comes the resolution, which is to say basically that Malcolm's like, yo, all this fooling around is super gross. I'm tired of it. I want you and only you, baby. I, I represent the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I have to ask, do you really think that that was a, hey, whoa, look, guys, this is not happening? Do you think it was that thing? Or do you think those seeds were planted all along? Like I said, because it's never going to end. Do you think that's the real Speed Racer CD that he threw DVDs in <laughs> and he's saving the other one for the old Spank Bank? Uh, no, but I doubt is the only copy. Very I'm gonna go spank bank. Yeah, I, I don't. There's still that issue. Was it 204 solicitation, which shows Angel punching Malcolm? Quite wondering. angry. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, I'm, I'm fairly certain uh, Tierra made a copy, and the internet's about to get some viral videos. Ooh, that would be damning. Yeah, not great. It's a right. good thing to have in the mix. I mean, you got to understand, like, it's a burnt CD, so that means there's a digital version somewhere, so... Hmm. You'd assume. We I will feel like see. The thing is, is that, like, uh, talking about, like, Malcolm's Ma- Malcolm's uh, commitment being a, back, a bit of a backpedal, I feel like it was always the seed planted that he may not have been entirely down with this. Yeah. As I mentioned before, he always has that kind of weird look on his face whenever all this is starting to go down. And he even had that one sequence where he's like, look, I'm still not sure if I'm okay with this. Ugh, no guys. And I'm like, there you go. Like, See, that was the worst part. Totally should have had a guy. Then I could respect this whole relationship thing. Because then he's a (laughs) hypocrite. Who would he be? There is no one. That's the problem. He doesn't have any guys. PJ? (laughs) Not Frank. Get in here, PJ. You little rascal. (laughs) (laughs) Not Frank either. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. It's good. I'm down with it. You know, I mean... He got to get his wick wet, and, you know, he he realized it's not smart and not good. I don't think by far that we've seen the end of this. I think, like I said, there's consequences, you know. Right. Somebody's so uh, pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> all three of them are pregnant. Oh, all those chosen ones. Oh. 
So, uh, what'd you guys think about the last chapter of the Vanguard serial? Lo, there pretty... shall become an ending. Please. I gotta say, this whole Vanguard arc's been really great. Cosigned. It's been pretty fantastic, actually. It's, uh, not just in how it's been resolving all the loose ends, but just in general, the, uh, you know, the art style, the action, the, uh, it's just been really good. It's been, it, it, it's probably one of the best, Vanguard in general has been one of the best backups the book has had ever. Agreed. Mm-hmm. It makes me wish that he had his own series, but, you know, times are tough. Yeah, it's it's good. I love that uh, it was very much its own thing, and yet it kind of expanded on some stuff, you know? Getting to see the Krillian ship uh, and how it like plays into Van's world. I don't know. I mean, it's cool, you know? It's, it's cool because it incorporates a lot of new stuff and also incorporates a lot of old, like, 1990s, 2000 stuff, which I'm not sure it's so great for new readers, but it pays off for long-time readers, like... Even seeing a villain like that Death Watch guy is like, really? They're bringing him back? You know, that's <laughs> from like 1990-something, you know? Like, like it's kind of neat, a little nod, but I wonder how much, you know, someone who doesn't know anything about him appreciates it or even, you know, it's written in a way that you don't really need to know anything about him. But I think it's good to have there's a really – stark contrast between what's going on in the main book and what's going on in this backup. So yeah. I think it's really good to have that. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot going on with Galleon, which uh, for the listeners is the guy with the staff who was uh, kind of a Frank Fosco creation. He used to be uh, Ethrian, and now he's got the Janus staff, which is that crystal staff. And I thought it was kind of cool how they had Lurch kind of replicate him. So yeah, that he could awesome. See, when, take... when, when Frank uh, sort of teased us that um, um, oh, Calyptus needed a guardian of some kind, Yeah, you know, you kind of assumed it would be Galen, but I think right. making it Lurch makes a lot more sense. Oh, yeah, definitely. It gives Lurch purpose and, uh, you know, and uh, it, it frees up Galen to go back to, you know, the Ethrian story. Yeah, right. Speaking so, of which, I can't really recall all the details, but I thought the whole point was that there was a new Ethrian. There is a new. Uh, what happens is each that Janus staff makes like it runs from like a powerhouse, which is like a organic type building that helps grow each planet. Right. And it it gives like a, I guess one of those what they call a lens or something like that that they wear on their heads. Right. And it turns like a character into kind of an Ethrian-type character. Okay. They, they were called Ethereal Warriors. Right. Which they had a Vanguard one-shot called Ethereal Warriors back in 2000. Right. So if you remember, uh, Frank did a, a serial in Savage Dragon that started in 145. It was a 14-part Ethereum right. serial. And in that issue... Like I think it was one of the humans became like the new Ethrian, right. and Galleon lost the power. Right. And then when they were like talking about it, the the new Ethrian was like, uh, what do you say? Something like, uh, you know, Ethrian he lost the the power, but one day he may be worthy again. Okay. So now we're kind of seeing that now with the new 
you know, the, the Janus staff has been passed on. He's no longer the keeper of the staff. Now he's been kind of awarded one of those gems to put on his head, and he's been transformed into a new ethereal warrior and sent back to his old home. It, it's a, I mean, it's you, I probably have to. I'm probably not getting it 100 percent correct. Right, but, but I guess what I was saying. I'm good at bullshitting, it, right? Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I think you're 100 percent right. It was just, I thought that when Galen left, there was already someone else in the Ethrian role. So having him get his powers back and be Ethrian again is just, I'm not sure how that's going to play out when he gets back. Yeah, I think the the Ethrian is there's an Ethrian for Earth. Right and now, there's like a new one for whatever planet yeah. he's going to. No, I don't know. I kind of it says he went home. I assume that meant he was going he went back to Earth. No, well he is originally from what was it called? Ethren or something. Oh, well that's true. I mean, I guess that would be his home. Huh. He's like, "Yes, yes." Clearly yeah, we, he, clearly we need another uh uh, uh backup to Yeah. Confirm I mean, this. Vanguard <laughs> Vanguard Ethereal Warriors kind of talks about the whole lore of the ethereal warriors and stuff like that. So it's a good refresher. That came out back in 2000 though. So you'd have to like track down a copy probably through mile high comics or something like that. But, uh, but yeah. And then if you went back and read Savage Dragon, like 145 through whatever, 150 something is that 14 part E3 and saga, which kind of will help refresh you as well. So anyway, I mean, it was cool, though. It was just cool to see, like, there really seemed to be, you know, good closure going on left and right. Yeah, it looks like a a muck kind of took off. Yeah, they sort of mentioned that, that uh, he comes back down the planet, buries his sister, and then just takes off with Van's ship. Yep. Uh, You know, we just said Lurch took over the Janus staff, and he's going to be kind of like the Calypton protector. Modem is in Wally. Yeah, that's also <laughs> weird. Like his little lips on the "I need a cigarette" panel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Apparent. So apparently, Modem <laughs> imprinted herself on Lurch and then transferred herself to Wally and let Lurch go. Right. And... Even Wally's getting laid in Savage Dragon. <laughs> it's it. It says that um, uh, uh, Modem mentions is that she's going to be in his head until they find another teleporter. I didn't really realize that she could like spontaneously create herself out of teleportation accidents. Yeah, I think that's how like how she gets trapped in becoming like the modem character back in the original that was Vanguard. Her yeah. Right. But she just uh, did need a human body for that to work. Yeah. So I don't know, it's a little weird. It is crazy. I mean, that that's what I'm saying. The tough thing about this Vanguard serial is it takes to fully kind of really get everything, you kind of go got to go back and read books that are, you know, 20, 20 years, years old. <laughs> but it's, it's cool if you put the time into it. And, you know, you don't have to get everything, but... but it I, is as, somebody cool. who, as somebody who didn't even really super like Vanguard, like, I didn't love him. Yeah. But, like, I, I saw so I'm not getting everything. I know I'm not. Yeah. But I still really enjoyed this. Right. All, all the same. Yeah, I can see like, that. This is actually what made me like Vanguard, so I, I think it's okay for new readers. I realize I'm not getting the bigger picture, but with my newfound appreciation, I can go back, fill in the blanks. It's all good. Right, right. So I guess Baracus and his crew of Calyptons are out in space somewhere. Oh, yep, they're out there somewhere. They took off. <laughs> they're out there somewhere, waiting. 
So it just kind of leaves. Who does that leave left? Just Lurch, Roxanne, Van, and Wally. Yep. And I guess Modem. Modem she... too. But I guess they they took all those dead bodies and they turned them like the staff kind of made them into mulch compost, returned it to the planet. Mm-hmm. But they still have uh, the Krillian spaceship that they're gonna try to repurpose or something. Which is cool. I like that. That's gonna get some kind of something. Right. And I guess all the mechs expo- destroyed all the the floating cities to get rid of Death Watch. Watch. So they're out of the picture. They're out. No more floating cities. All the technology's gone. I do love the back cover. It really kind of conveys that they're looking up in the sky and seeing the the cities explode on the, the Vanguard cover. Yeah, it's a good cover. It's um, honestly, it's it. It, 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 uh, it's, oh, sorry, it's a bit more uh, see the first panel I thought it was a little bit unclear about what they're looking at because it kind of just looked like clouds if you gotta, yeah. you gotta look a lot closer to see like the debris falling but the, right. the cover really conveys that bit more about seeing the things exploding in the sky with the with the reflection and the, and the, and the yeah. wind flare yeah, yeah it is weird to get a cover at the end of the comic isn't it? yeah <laughs> I mean, I know there's no choice, but I'm just saying it's kind of a different thing. <laughs> yeah, I do like it, though. I do like when he does put the covers on because it does make it feel more like a a, co- a standalone kind of comic, you know? Yeah, it, I've really been enjoying it. I'll be really curious to see what the hell happens next as far as backups go. <laughs> the funnies. Mars Space Barbarian. I, I liked it. I... I like the art and I like the setup, but it doesn't really do anything for me. It was just kind of, I don't know. It doesn't seem to go anywhere. Yeah. I, I thought it was okay. It's not my favorite, but it was cool. I appreciate the fact that they throw in different weird stuff in there. I just didn't really understand what the punchline was. Oh, it's just that they don't believe in him. You know, they're kind of talking about him like he's an urban legend and he's hearing them talk about that. Right. So just imagine, yeah, imagine that, you know, yeah, and he's not like, hey, that's me, I did that. Like, you know, he's just like, because <laughs> they can't even believe how awesome he is. But he knows he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's a punchline. That's the joke. I like Funnies has been interesting. I mean, sometimes it's strips, sometimes it's like, you know, little punchlines, sometimes it's just a page of this. You know, I don't know. I like the experimental stuff. I'm down with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's so good. It's so good, man. So, uh, Cowabunga? Another, uh... Another issue in the can. There you go. Only, uh, another 98 more till we can... <laughs> Put this to bed? 98 more till we're done? <laughs> I don't know. No, I don't know. It's cool. It's cool. You want to talk about 203? Let's talk about 203. Malcolm Dragon faces the explosive power of Neutron Bob, and the deadly duo are sure to make matters worse. It's all-out action and hilarious hijinks, as Malcolm faces one of his father's most fearsome foes. So, you gotta Bob. assume Neutron Bob. Kill- Neutron Bob. 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 <laughs> if I mention I love Neutron Bob... Why? Why are you doing that? Why You're scaring I? me. 
<laughs> Drum Bob is my favorite of characters. You almost quit. What would have happened to the Femcast if you quit because Neutron Bob got gutted? Uh, well, that already it happened. It still happen. Yeah, well, what are you going to happen? You know, he's still cleaning house, as Heavy Flow proves. Yes, what, what are you going to do if Neutron Bob dies? I'm hoping being in D- Detroit protects him. <laughs> are you done? Are, done are you what? finished? No, I probably... It depends on context. <laughs> He'll have to, well, his be, mom will have to carry on. She'll be Neutron Mom. Yes, perfect. Just like <laughs> Aunt May. Man, if that happened, I'd actually be totally down for it. <laughs> if if, if, if Bob we... died and she got so mad that she basically became a proactive, like, hero, villain, whatever, that would be good consolation prize. You saw um, in Gavin's backup, she killed some dudes. She did. She's some Neutron, neutron Ma'am. <laughs> that's it no nah, uh, raven had it right neutron mom it all comes it's circular you see it all comes together we planned this from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm excited anytime you get you can't you know can't go wrong with bob i'm excited for the deadly duo yeah it's been a while i wonder they how they'll they pull through this one they haven't interacted with malcolm right i don't believe so no It'll be interesting to see how that that goes. I wonder if you know how people are aging now, right? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they be older? Then they don't I, look that much older. I think on the, the rule is that they they never age. Well, okay. yeah, I think uh, Kid Avenger doesn't age because he's from the future he's, and he's locked in that suit. I think that suit kind of keeps him from aging or and, something. And, and Kill Cat is like part cat. He's got and, like those powers, and, yeah. And for whatever reason, it keeps him young. Because they're really? some of Eric's favorite characters. I believe that's been established, yeah. Because they never they they're like the only two characters that literally don't age. Yeah, I think you're right. You are flipping my lid with this shit. I can't believe that those two have immortality. <laughs> I think it's just because they're two of Eric's uh characters from when he was a kid and he's just decided that he wants them around forever. Alright. So so the rules of the book don't apply to them. They'll, hey. they'll bumble until the end of time. I have to see, I, I have to check the Savage Dragon wiki. That's going to be a fantastic dynamic. When Malcolm spits out his first kid and they're like, you know, still... <laughs> you told me to switch the map, boss. Switch the map. <laughs> <laughs> switch the map. Switch the map. Nah, nah, it's cool. I'm down with it. It's exciting. It's exciting. It says wonder, so. Special- I, I, hey, here's a here's a crazy idea. I wonder if uh, Dart is retreating to Detroit. Maybe because that's sort of d- the original Dart's old stomping ground. So I assume Allison's from there. Mm. Mm. Good point. Good thinking. For uh, in in the Wikipedia, the the Dragon Wiki, it says under special equipment. Uh, it talks about all the powers that his armor has. It says, but it also says the armor also rejuvenates. Uh, I'm talking about Kid Avenger. It says the armor also rejuvenates him and keeps him energetic and young looking. So there you go. Handsome and tan. And then for Kill Cat, let's see. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't say. Like, mm. Doesn't say his powers are part cat. 
Well, Kill Cat has a strength of 10 men. He's quick as a jungle cat, can leap 20 feet straight up, and quite agile. Heightened senses, smell and taste better than the average man, turns fingernails into panther-like claws. <laughs> it's weird. He says he got a pretty decent power set. I wonder why he's such a dumbass. Because it's funny? Because it's funny. <laughs> yeah, that works for me. Ah, it's good. I'm excited. I can't wait for 203. When does Legacy hit again? Uh, May or maybe April. I don't actually. Okay. March? No, we're in March. I think it's May. All right. Maybe it's March. So they're not like... Shit, I actually don't okay. know. I haven't been to a free comic book day in like five years. It's usually a great way to see some moms and kids. So, yeah, that's probably why. <laughs> and also no books. I like, you know, on uh, when Eric actually did like real profiles for guys at one point in the book. Yeah. Yeah. For Kill Cat, he put former aliases Ungawa, Casey, Dumbass, That Idiot, Shithead, and like Swear Something Face. <laughs> <laughs> just just some pe what the, the police commissioner calls him asshole. <laughs> Get in here, Dumbass. No, yes. the, the best part of the best part of issue ninety, my first, no eighty nine, my second first issue, uh, was that how Kilcat admits to uh, hijacking the the phone line from the commissioner to Sergeant Marvel. Yeah. So they've been responding to all of Sergeant Marvel's phone calls, and I believe the public kept calling him Sergeant Marvel. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I had no idea what that was. He was born in 1963, so he would be 52. Oh, all right, damn. Geriatric. I didn't know that they had the immortality like in their power set. That just blows my mind. So you cats, uh, you want to do the what's new yeah. real quick? What do you mean what's new? Yeah, I might have to jet, but I'll stay as long as I can. Okay, well let's talk. Well, about, let's be let's, let's talk be about concise ourselves. about it. You know, give the give the give the viewers you know insight into the the depth of our souls. <laughs> In other words, a little bit of filler for your drive home. Um, question, you two. Um, do either of you have yes. Netflix? Yes, I do. Do either of you? Well, have I don't. My my in laws do, and I go there ah, on the weekends sometimes. The weekends over there. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm, 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 I just, you don't you don't just steal their login. Oh, I get you. No, <laughs> not really. Okay, I'm so naive. Well, well are, you, you, are you talking about the new Daredevil and stuff? No, no, actually not that. I'm talking about the greatest supervillain story ever told. House of Breaking Cards. Bad. Oh, House of Cards. I, I don't know if either of you guys have watched this show, but it is literally what you would get if you did a Lex Luthor focused TV show. That's cool. Ironic, since Kevin Spacey is the lead. Also, Lex Luthor. You're right. I did not that 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 connection did not pass me by. Um, although I have not seen Superman Returns, so I actually he's don't. He's a great Lex Luthor. He is a great Lex Luthor. Well, this is a political drama about an amoral guy in Congress basically trying to become the most powerful person on Earth. <laughs> Through all the is back- Kevin Spacey is Kevin Spacey ever not an amoral guy? Yeah. <laughs> But it's well, been, I, didn't he play Lex Luthor too? Yeah, we were yeah. we were mentioning that. It's like he's like Moriarty mixed with Lex Luthor. Only Damn, the, soul. And, and the whole show is basically how he gets away with everything. 
Sometimes that stuff just stresses me out. Um, it's been going for three seasons. The, the, I, I watched the first two seasons last month, and uh, the third season just came out yesterday. Because the way Netflix works, it just puts the, the the original program and they just put the whole season up at once. Yeah. So I've started season three. Uh, it's pretty good. I won't spoil where it is in season three because it's quite a big change from where it started. Um, it's a really good Hell show. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's it's HBO quality. It's uh, all all the all the sex and violence you could possibly. Netflix's find. original programming has been actually really quality. Yeah, I heard uh, like um, uh, Black is Orange is the New Black is pretty good, and uh, I like BoJack Horseman is a great animated series. I love that show. Fantastic. I want to see the the Marco Polo that was supposed to be. Kind I of heard cool. that one wasn't as good, um, if yeah. only because it's kind of it's it's kind of like a network uh, adventure show, and those always kind of seem to star like pretty young people, and you never really believe the costuming. I don't uh, know. I thought it kind of looked like Game of Thrones type. Stuff. Well, I think it stars one of the Game of Thrones uh, cast members. Yeah. I want to say it's Jon Snow. I'm not sure which one. Uh, I, uh, good I'm too. mad. At- I'm mad at Netflix. It tricked me into watching the new RoboCop. The new one? Yeah. See, so and like that because well, I haven't watched it yet. Because everyone yeah. said that was a pretty good movie. I don't know. It's it you doesn't it touch the old RoboCop. No, let's put it that way. But I heard it stood on its own pretty well. I will Eric. say that one of the reasons why I have not watched it is because we actually rewatched. Uh, Stephanie had not seen the original RoboCop. And I was like, oh, my God. I was like, it's a film miracle. It holds up in 100%. Yeah. Like, there's nothing crappy about it. Watch it. She watched it expecting to hate it. Loved it. One of her new favorites. Yeah, so. it's this new one has no bite to it at all. No. Let's put it that way. The, the effects are really good. They're really neat. But it doesn't hold a stick to the old one. No edge. There's no, no gore like the old one. Like. I mean, part of the cool thing of the old Robocop, like shooting, shooting the crap out of people and gore and, and just the whole, I don't know. It the just, it just doesn't hold for up. No reason. Yeah. Just rewatch Dread 3D. Dread was awesome. <laughs> Dread was awesome. Now that's how you do Talk about sexy action chins. I don't even think the new Robocop was R-rated. No, it's, it's PG-13. Because like PG-13, PG-13 like, sells. That's why all, yeah. your, all your horror movies are PG-13 these days. Lame. I mean, Lame ass. I mean, the effects are good. I mean, you can't compare the you know old effects to new effects now. You know, I don't but, know. There's something to be said about practical effects versus like really post-processed CGI. Yeah, but the Ed 209 old effects or whatever, okay. like the stop motion. Yeah, that stop motion's a little noticeable. Yeah. Yeah, it's that unfortunate. But it's like, unfortunate. Like the suit. I imagine the new suit was was a lot of um like blue screen gloves with like cg models like filling it out i don't know i no, guess i don't know i haven't seen you're it. probably right i mean iron man style where like right. all tony stark actually had on was like a helmet and some hands right and then you fill in the rest in post yeah it's I don't just know, practical it's crazy. so the actor can move well next next episode you guys can tell me what you thought about it i i mean Yes, I do I, plan on watching it. If I never knew of like the original Robocop, I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. Good concept, good idea. But yeah. if you can't improve on the original, don't do it. Well, I heard that it like adds this whole new element to his like family life. Which, who gives a shit? Yeah, really. Yeah. It, yeah. 
I mean, I hate to be a jerk. That's the worst like, part of the movie, honestly. It's like a... In Iron Man 3, when there was the kid, I was like, I don't watch movies to see little dumb kids. I hated Iron Man 3 so much. Really? I bad. thought Iron Man 3 was better than Iron Man 2, but Iron Man 2 was dog shit. But I didn't think Iron Man 2 was that bad. A lot of people I, say I, that, too, but 3... Like, what's that? I said, I, I like 2. I didn't love 3. 3 was completely horrible my real, in every way. My only problem with 3 was there were too many guns. My problem with 3 is that anyone can just jump in the Iron Man suit and use it. But like, that's, my problem with, that's, sort my of, problem with that's sort of the premise of Iron Man, is that technically anyone can be Iron Man. It's just that Tony Stark only allows himself to be. My it's problem kinda... with 3 was just as like... Why are you going to have uh, like Christmas trees and a sequence where he's sitting on a couch with the, some dumb kid? Oh, bullies are bad. Here's some Stark tech. It's like, you're a moron. This is terrible. Half of the movie was just him out of the suit being Sherlock Holmes. That's also yeah. true. There wasn't enough suit play. Not enough movie. suit. Also, how about... Uh, oh, I got a cool plot point. Let's have an Applebee's freak out so you build Hulkbuster armor in Avengers. Yeah. It, it's dumb. But I, did, I, uh, I did like the fact that the villains were not just another uh, armor suit and that they were actually superhumans. And uh, I did like the fact that um, – oh, what's her name? Um, girlfriend. I know Girlfriend. She's my favorite character. I like Pepper uh, Potts. Yeah, Pepper. I like that Pepper saves the day in the end. I thought that was good. Yeah. I hated Guy Pierce. Oh, let me barf flame out of my mouth. No, dumb. <laughs> And he played, like, the corniest, like, dorky. Well, we just read a comic with Flame Barf. Yeah, but that's fine. And that, like, in Iron Man, it just didn't fit. I don't know. Did you read Extremis that it was based on? Yeah, no, I know. See, okay, can I just say, though, here's the thing. Go back, read Extremis, because what's sad is they cannibalized a really quality Iron Man story for that movie, which, unfortunately, as cool as Extremis was... The movie did not really give the TLC as to why you would ever want to be a live a flame vomiting living bomb person. Like it's not awesome at all the way they did it. Yeah. Read Extremis. Extremis is written by Warren Ellis and uh, I think arts by Addie Grenov or whatever. It's fucking great. I, I just think some actors don't get comic book movies. I think Guy Pierce is one of them. I think uh, Jamie Foxx is another where they think they have to play it over the top like it's a Tim Burton movie. Like it's, you know. <laughs> I see that. And I like the Tim Burton movies, but I, I don't know. I think comic book movies have gotten beyond that. And we're trying to have fantastic elements, but still play it serious like a Lord of the Rings type thing, you know? Like we all know it's fantasy and kind of silly, but when you when you go over the top and try to be some like real nerdy outcast character with buck teeth and stuff like that it's just like it doesn't work do you know what's lame the lamest thing ever is that that plot point is 100 percent the edward nigma plot point from batman yeah and in addition they also recycled that exact same plot point for electro in the spider-man movie right, with andrew right. garfield and it was hot as garbage and it's like why is that a recurring theme in those movies? I just like, hate when they have to be like so over the top. It's like, isn't ugh. that a pretty common superhero trope? Oh, he doesn't like me. I must destroy him. Yeah, like, that's like, like old as like time. It's horrible. It's really lame. So, what's your opinion of the Batman versus Superman Aquaman design? 
I'm okay with it. They gotta do go. They gotta follow their own voice and not try to be Marvel. They're never gonna be Marvel, so I'm okay with this dark path. I think it looks like brown garbage, but <laughs> brown garbage. <laughs> you're right about forging your own path. It doesn't need to try to be Marvel. What it needs to try to be is Fox's X Men, which yeah, is that you middle know, ground. I, I hate, I hate all the X Men movies. Have you seen the new ones? They keep getting love. I haven't seen them. Well, I, yeah, I haven't seen the well, newest. What one. I hear is one and two. Well, one is okay. It's actually not very good. Two is good. The rest all blow. And Days of Future Past. Uh, no, First Class is good, and Days of Future Past is good. And those yeah, that's kind of what I'm Only hearing. four you need to watch. I just watched that Wolverine, the the Wolverine movie. It was yeah. such a piece of shiz. Yeah. Oh, it was awful. I watched Wolverine. Well, so how wait, can you mess up Wolverine it. in Japan with ninjas? How can you mess that up? <laughs> By turning it into a <laughs> techno thriller, I assume. Ugh. So <laughs> bad. Like, you gotta be a complete idiot to, to mess up that scenario. You know, like, here you go, Wolverine, ninjas, Japan. Like, <laughs> how can this be bad? Because you can't have Asian actors in a, in a, in a Hollywood movie. I guess. I don't know. Um, question, have either of you seen Power Slash Rangers? Yeah, but I can't get behind that. You can't get behind Is that. Is it the grim and gritty Power Rangers 15-minute yeah. film? Yeah, it's, yeah it's, it's a short film. Listen, you can make a lot of things grim and gritty, but Power Rangers is so... Well, then you are gonna Maybe it's just me because I'm older. Comic I'm writing. Huh? You're going to hate the comic I'm writing. Sorry. Because I've been writing Grim and Gritty Power Rangers for like a year. I'm, I'm sorry. I've been working on it. I'm just going to shut up then. I don't want to. No, it's fine. I, I understand your <laughs> reservations about it. Um, I mean, there's there's certain, there's certain you know, there's a certain like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's, you can't. Genesis. Wow. Yeah, making things grin and gritty <laughs> is like in, or at least it was in. But I think the, the, the this Power Rangers short film is more a, a statement on making Kitty things grim and gritty well, as a, I mean, just being grim and gritty. I gotta admit it was well done. Right. I just I don't know some of the yeah like I said it's like what are they gonna do next? Make the Smurfs like Terrandos or something? I don't know. When he yeah. said <laughs> when he said it's morphin time, I was like ooh. Yeah. <laughs> In the Batman voice is morphin time. I just it's wanted to more, see a giant whole thing. Unfortunately, I just want rubber to see monster. You two had seen. I will say that their Rita Repulsa was absolutely horrible. How did they mess that up so bad well, believe, when everything well, else was? Well, I believe that's the actual actress from like season two and three of Power Rangers. No way. No, I'm fairly certain that's the case. The original actress is dead, I believe, and she was a Japanese actress. But the replacement, I believe, is who was cast in this. Everything else was so good in that short film, and their Rita Repulsa. She did not make my monster grow. Is that the? <laughs> that's the main the the villain at the end. Yeah, yeah. But at the end, where he's like, "Oh no!" and it's like she turns into Rita. Yeah, that in the original one, she was just like a Japanese like dubbed character, right? Right. She was right. from she was from the original Japanese source material, and they dubbed. I believe it was a weird thing where they might have dubbed over her with her own actress. Mm. I think you're right, actually. But then she got like re, uh, her character got rejuvenated, uh, made and recast in season two. 
All of so, those started as like just footage, and then they ended up trying to. They ran out of footage, and the thing was so popular they had to kind of make new stuff. I just remember it. as I was getting too old for it, that's when it came out. So I wasn't like as big a fan as I yeah, know. Yeah. Like some people at my work that are younger than me were like all into it, and I was just like, Drek. Yeah, Power Rangers <laughs> was was in my formative years. I was into it for probably like two or three years. Um, the the good years, you know, Green Ranger era. Yeah, I'm down with all that early Green Ranger, White Ranger stuff. All the like ninjas and pirates and all that shit. Of course, now I'm a huge weeb, so I really want to watch the original source material, which was actually released <laughs> on DVD. See um, that all week. this stuff means nothing to me. I know nothing about it, so it's just the series is called Super Sentai. It's been running since the 70s. I know Night Ranger. That's what I know. No, no I think you mean Kamen Rider. No, I mean the metal band Night Ranger. Oh, <laughs> so. Sentai are just like superheroes for Japan, basically. Yes, yeah, Super cool. Sentai, I believe, translates to superhero. Gotcha. Right. You know what? I just want to say, this is an odd sort of connection I can make here, but uh, I like Beautiful Joe, who is a Super Sentai video game character, and Jim likes Archie comics. Did you see their awesome Sega Capcom Archie crossover where it's not just Marvel, it's not just Sonic and Mega Man now, it's like all of the company? Really? Was that recently yeah. announced? Very recently Hold announced. On. They had a cover. CBR in it. I'm just saying it's kind of an awesome idea because comics still need help. They still it's funny. Comics are like the one of the like they're draw, owning the shit out of the box offices, and yet comics, print comics, are still super like hurting, right? Which is weird. But like, I think if more video games had comics, there would be a huge crossover. And I don't know. When I see this crossover, it's awesome. A lot of a lot of comics, a lot of video games get comic book tie-ins. A lot of movies do too. Guys, I'm going to check out because right. it's getting late. Do your thing, pimping. Holy fuck! <laughs> what? Look at this fucking key, an- key art. We got fucking Sonic and Mega Man and Mega Man X and Ryu and Beautiful Joe and fucking Alex Kid. I know, dude. I know. That's what I'm saying. Nice. This is probably a good time for me to leave. You guys can share the <laughs> love of... Fuck! I think have a Jimmy Hatcher, Dragon Hatcher. All right, see ya. See ya. Have a good one, Greg. <laughs> the Savage Fincast is a member of the Gutter Trash Podcast Network, which can be found at guttertrash.net. The Savage Fincast is part of the Comics Podcast Network, which can be found at comicspodcast.com. Also, find us on YouTube at youtube.com slash user slash savagefincast. 